Hello everyone and welcome back to Time to Rolls Campaign 1. This is episode 58. Uh, unfortunately, uh, we had to take a one-week break in between another. Uh, we've had to do two one-week, you know, we've only streamed for two weeks this month, so it's, or in the, within the last four weeks, so it's, it's, it's a little rough. Uh, I got really sick last weekend and I just couldn't keep my head up, so uh, that's where we're at with that. Sorry about that, but that's... Uh, unavoidable um few notes going on tonight and then we will uh uh get going um so first and foremost uh squirtle i think i mentioned this last time we streamed uh squirtle will be stepping aside uh from the um from playing uh, into perpetuity i don't know when he's going to be available uh to hop in and play again maybe maybe never um but you know that's uh it is what it is and then tonight we are missing nate uh, he had some last second things he had to take care of and life happens so uh here we are uh if you want to go check out uh the podcast uh we're on every single major podcast form out there um so check us out on spotify apple podcasts uh iHeartRadio. Uh, Amazon Music, we're on all of that. Um, also, if you'd like to go subscribe to our YouTube channel, it's slowly growing, and uh, I'm trying to post more and more videos every single week. I wasn't able to last week because, again, sick. Uh, but you know, we're uh, we'll, we'll see uh, we'll see how many how many videos I can get out this week. Uh, hopefully, more than one, but we'll see. So, if you want to go check us out there, uh, links will be available in uh any media or a medium that you're watching in if you go check in the description it should be down there so uh anyways uh let's hop right into it we have uh, a brief little uh recap to go over and then we're gonna see uh what these guys want to do going forward so let's do this shit that one that's right fireworks so I can't figure this account out. It's Sugar Daddy sixty seven. Yeah. Do I put my in and then yeah. you have to give money to the sugar babies? No, really? but when? How can I start recording? If you're the sugar daddy, you're the one giving people money. You want to be a sugar baby. Oh, so I'm logged into the wrong side of this. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. Well, why did I put nudes up on? That, I don't fucking know, man. Did it ask you for nudes? Yeah. Todd, are you being blackmailed right now? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Happens to the best of us. Anyways, D&D. Oh, shit. Oh, yeah. Were you... Did that go over? Dungeons and Daddies? Oh, my God. Sugar Daddies. <laughs> Listen, Mom, Dad, if you're watching, yeah. Oh, my parents don't know about this stream. I will never let them know about this stream. Oh, <laughs> someone let them know. No. Bingo. He doesn't have parents. My mom is watching right now, so. <laughs> Bingo, go get him. Actually, she my dad. Can't wait to meet your mom eventually one day, maybe. My my parents just uh, dropped their. Uh, charter and they're doing YouTube TV and so I was over there and I was 
showed him how to get onto YouTube regular, and he watched the episode of me, which led to the episode that we're about to watch. Oh, yeah, that was... Uh, okay. We're going to get into that, because it was two weeks ago at this point. Um, mm -hmm. And uh, some of you were uh, semi-predisposed, -pre so we will uh, we will go over that. So was that drunk, was I? No, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure Austin just literally wasn't here. No, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm bullshitting. And you it's were, been, I mean, two weeks. You you were drinking though, Bingo. Let's be. You, I, you were. I was. You were partaking a little but, bit, yeah. But the difference is, you got to count how many uh, glasses of bourbon I have as opposed to. Uh... <laughs> Fair. Hey, what are we drinking today? Um, actually, Cheers. I guess technically this is a whiz whiskey, but. <laughs> All righty. A little bit of recap, and then we will, we will uh, hop right into it, because we got a little sidetracked last session. Um, yeah, fat, uh, just, just, just a tad. Um, and, uh. Damn it, Thaddeus. Just, yeah. Anyways. So, last we left off, uh, you, the Rat Bastards, decided to, uh, take a shortcut uh via a teleportation spell uh from Raul the shopkeep that uh just happened to be good friends with uh with Elka's um uncles and uh after teleporting to the small town of Woodhurst uh all of you decided to gather information stock up on supplies and try to figure out what the next best place would be to go uh after a little bit of digging uh uh, and a little bit of scaring of children. Um, Thaddeus and Ori, uh, as well as uh, Elka, and honestly just your entire group, decided that it would be best to go and try to find this orphanage and pay your respects, which brought you to the uh, the Woodhurst Orphanage, uh, where you sat down and met with a, uh, a few people. Um and uh started talking to the kids uh some of them you were given um uh some of them you gave weapons for some reason uh some of uh Weavra was giving uh giving all the kids what? platinum uh, one platinum apiece um uh and then all of a sudden a familiar face showed up to particularly beep uh and uh ori and zane a young man. Uh, and Thaddeus. Well, yeah, you you just stole the dagger. You didn't really. We we, we established that everybody was there except for me. Right. Yeah. yeah. I, fair enough. Um, all of you notice the uh, a young man, um, a with a familiar face uh, from a uh, a familiar face from from early on in your journey, a uh, a young man whose family was. Uh, Brutally murdered at the hands of an enraged Ori uh, back in episode two. Uh, and uh, as, a, as a bit of a um, makeup, uh, at least in Thaddeus's mind, um, for destroying his father's dagger that he took, uh, Thaddeus decided that it would be best to replace the dagger and give it to the child just to try to pawn off a, you know, make amends make amends is the best way to describe it um, unfortunately Thaddeus could not remember where he had acquired that dagger 
and uh, promptly tried to give it to the child. As he gave it to the child, a uh, you watched as this young man fell into a catatonic state, Zane cap catching him before his head hit the ground, and a, a shadowy visage of uh, Torben von Aurelius popped out of the dagger. All of a sudden, Thaddeus, your your memory uh, shoots back to when you were in Torben's castle uh, at an altar, and uh, you decide to randomly pick up a dagger. Um, and then you decide to give that dagger to a child. So, we left off with uh, Torben, uh, at least the visage of Torben, casting a meteor swarm, leveling pretty much this entire city block, almost knocking out a few of you and almost killing some of you. Uh, on the uh, Luckily, um, the matron of the orphanage, uh, who I didn't write down her name because it was a random name generation. Um, Maven, I think, something like that. Uh, I know it started with an M, but uh, she was able to protect uh, protect the kids with a ring uh, a ring of invulnerability or a ring of the of a sphere of invulnerability. Uh, so all the children are safe as, as well as Libra. You see the dust settling. Uh, the uh, current block is on fire uh, and in ruin. You hear screaming and moaning, and you you smell the very um, uh, dis distinct uh, aroma of burning flesh and um, just blood. Uh, so, I, just to give you a little, uh, I guess, using this map as an example, essentially every single house within pretty much you guys so this ha i mean this is we're using this as the orphanage this house this house and this house as well as pretty much anything on the street is just abs an absolute ruin currently um so red bastards waking kind of uh coming coming back to dazed and confused realizing what had just happened or what do you guys want to do uh in this chaos okay so we're backtracking a little bit a little bit little backtracking so okay i uh, i knew i knew what you guys had done with the uh with the money um i had that written mm -hmm. down but um so what do you guys want to do uh alara you had you were just woken up uh via a cure wound spell because you had fallen unconscious um uh, and, uh, I believe Beep was close to unconsciousness, but he was brought back up by Alan. Um, Chaos is reigning. The, um, the matron of the, uh, orphanage is kind of, like, looking around disheveled. Um, if I can get out of the sphere, and if all of our party members are alright... Um, I'm going to drop a, let's see, I have to do math now. Uh, and 15, 20, 25, 30. I'm going to drop a fifth level, um, create water. Okay. Um, to 
make it rain on the um, as many of the flaming houses as I can. Okay. Or as much extinguish as many of the flames as I can as much as okay. much of the flames. Fifth level. How many? How many square? I think it's square feet, right? Um, thirty feet. Thirty feet. Okay. Uh, spread out in a blanket. Uh, you'd be it'd be enough to quit to get rid of the fire on the orphanage. Uh, thirty square feet is. Thirty uh, foot cube. Oh, it's it a thirty says. foot cube. Okay. All right, that, yeah. that, that's a little different. Um, Wait a second. I math that wrong. Because um, that's that's a 30-foot... At, at uh, first level, 30-foot cube. Oh, okay, extend. So didn't do fifth, so 30, 35, 40, 45, 50-foot cube. 50-foot cube. So centering it on... Um, I, I'm, I'm centering it wherever I can make, you know, do the most good. Right, the most right, right, I got you. Um... So half the orphanage is just absolutely demolished, uh, which, so if you center it, um, I mean, that's, that gets a good portion right here where I'm cool. Done. Yeah. So you are, on everybody. you're able to douse the flames on a majority of the houses that were affected. However, uh, it is now creating a situation where, uh, uh, it's creating a situation where there's definitely either dead bodies or quickly uh, becoming deceased people that are now buried under, no longer burning, but are now quite wet. Uh, so with your perception, Vivra, um, mm -hmm. and just your, your natural ability to smell and hear and see, uh, looking about you can easily tell that in this in this house. Uh, oh yeah, I'm in the wrong clicker. There we go. That one. Uh, in this house alone is completely turned to rubble. Um, you can tell that there's probably about five, six people that are buried okay. under the rubble, and uh, just from what's making who's making noise and from hearing. Uh, hearing groans uh you can tell from there it's a little hard to hear from this home because it's partially collapsed and this home it wasn't as affected by the meteor shower but it uh it has been doused with the flames uh you do you can visibly see a woman who's like looking out the window shocked uh out of this uh, out of this house right here on the bottom floor um can i tell which house has the highest concentration of living people uh, for that, I'm gonna say make a perception check. Yep. Can I have Beep do the same? Because I have an idea. Yeah. Uh, Elka would like to make a perception check uh, to see which house might have gotten the most damage and might need, uh, you know, like some strength to get stuff out of the way. It's very clearly, without even making a perception check. Uh, very clearly you could tell this home and the orphanage were the most affected because he centered the he centered the meteor swarm which it's a 90 foot sphere so um he centered it pretty much on all of you and on himself so the people right. closest to the destruction were definitely this this building and the orphanage okay uh i'd like to start uh 
if there's any rubble and stuff, she's gonna start trying to clear that out. Make a strength check. I'm gonna uh, yell at Ori to do the same. Ori will also um, run over and start helping. Um, I have to remember that he isn't here, so. Um, uh, nineteen. Nineteen. Okay. What, what happened to the kid? Uh, he's still currently catatonic on the ground. Zane is like doing. Um, I oh, you you grab. Yeah, so he's actually he's on the ground sitting next to Vuivra, just kind of laid out, eyes rolled in the back of his head, body stiff. Were we able to perceive which house has the most, like, life? Uh, with that 11, 11 for Vuivra, a little bit too chaotic where you're standing. Um, however, Beep, you're on the outside of... Uh, let me see here. So this... Let me go ahead and get rid of this drawing, because... Uh, Alan would drop the wall of stone. Um, okay, and then Ori's strength is uh, um, obnoxious. Uh, may, by the way, it was an athletic check, not a strength check, so I add your proficiency bonus on that if you can, Elka. Uh, it's the same. It's the same? Okay, so 19. What is Ori's? Ori's is fucking ridiculous, I think. Um... Athletics is, yo oh, yeah. Uh, Ori rolled a twenty-five. So you and Ori start clearing rubble. Uh, uh, beep. You could very clearly tell that out of living people, uh, this house has the most living people in it. Uh, just like hearing and trying to look and trying to use your feline eyes, uh, you can tell that there's two people in this building that are. Mm, from what you can see looking out the window mostly unaffected um because it, it was centered here actually there i want to check meteor swarm because i can't remember if it's 90 or if it's i thought it was 40 maybe it is. am i thinking is it 90 diameter it, that's why i i, I want to i think Maybe I'm I'm completely. It's a forty foot radius, so okay. So then it's eighty diameter. Eighty diameter. So it centered on here, yeah. So this house, uh, just for the nature of the spell, which he was actually right here, for the nature of the spell, this house just got set on fire, and the splash of water that we were created made majorly put it out. You see the people inside the house uh, that was just primarily put set on fire. Um, specifically this one, kind of look more shell-shocked than anything. Um, Is there still any prevalent flames or, like, it maybe scalding? It mostly has been doused by the level level 5 spell, Create Water. Um, but out of all the living people, this house is pretty much concaved, as well as this one. Um, when you look at this house, only half of it is, like, fallen in. Um, so... You start to look, and you do see an arm sticking out uh, of the rubble, and it's moving, like, trying to grab the rock that is on top of it. Could I theoretically... Could I theoretically use Liaman's tiny hut and use it kind of, like, as a, a pass-through for people? Like, a safe pass-through? Uh, if... You if you cleared the rubble... So the problem is, is Lehman's tiny hut uh, doesn't allow anything unwanted to pass through. Um, 
However, it doesn't it's, it doesn't just like get rid of the rubble when you whenever you cast it. The rubble's still gonna be there. So oh, yeah, cast time. I forgot about cast time too. Yeah, that might yeah. be an issue. Uh, it's right. ten ten minute cast time, right? So okay. Um, yeah, um, it, if you had like a like a um, invul like a sphere of vulnerability or something like that, then that may um, that would still cause harm because it doesn't like block. Uh, yeah. it, it 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 blocks the rubble, but it it blocks the damage. But it's it's kind of a weird thing. Um, Larian has skewed that spell in my mind because Larian allows the shit to pass through it. It just doesn't do damage. But I think in the, in five e terms, nothing can get into it. Um, nothing not invited. I think you're right. Yeah. So uh, as you're clearing the rubble, Alka and Ori, we'll get back to you real quick. Um, you immediately find a a young uh, woman, probably in her early twenties, crushed by the weight of the house. Uh, she's no longer breathing. Uh, as you continue to pop, you grab and throw rocks as best you can, um, you do eventually find what looks to be a little section of house. It was probably the stairs. Um, that uh, isn't as caved in. And you do hear a little bit of whimpering coming from that little section. It's almost like a bubble inside the house uh, of just surrounded by rubble. And you're starting to dig out uh, and you hear underneath the, uh, in the commotion, you hear, help, please. All right, I'm gonna start going for that. Uh... Okay. Um, as you clear with with the 19, it's you're able to definitely with Ori's help, you're able to clear, and eventually you do find a young boy who's no older than six that is just curled up in the fetal position, just. And like... he lives in a prime location. He barely has to move. Yeah. So. Because he's an orphan now. That's the joke. I'm going to pick him up and carry him over to the orphanage and say, here's another one. Jesus Christ, you guys. Um, did I write? Hold on. Let me see if I wrote down that woman's name. So the one place I did not check. I'm helping in any way I can. And if I see anybody like on the brink of death, death, uh, I have two, um, Not vials. I mean, we have to revivify things, right? You have quite a few ways to revivify people, and yeah. it is within the dust of settling. It's within the ten minute or one minute. Is it one minute for revivify or ten minutes? One. One minute. Uh, it's if uh, Alan will. Well, we're gonna see if a minute has passed because this is all chaotic, and I know that. Um, okay, Alan would perceive that. Uh, time is of the essence, and he. I need to grab his uh, character sheet. Oh my gosh. The lag of roll 20. Yeah, if it seems like. Yeah, if I can't tell where anything is or any live people are, mm -hmm. um, I have 
a shitload of little satchels of um, diamonds on my person in various places. Yep. Um, I'm going to... Okay, he does know that spell's good. Start handing them to Alan um, and just be like, for revivify. Okay. Um... I have two jars of that uh, water from inside the tree of life okay they uh, they act as they act as healing potions yes um so if there's anybody that is like that i can basically force this down their throat you know open their mouth and then drip it into their mouth so i can uh, get them back to breathing ori will grab the woman that uh has is very clearly deceased uh, and he'll, she'll, he'll just lay her out, uh, and, uh, he, or he looks a little, um, a little pissy, uh, if that, I mean, he looks generally fairly angry, uh, to start with after combat, but he just looks kind of pissed, uh, and you don't really know why he's pissed, but he gra- he grabs the woman, he's actually quite delicate with her. And puts her down, uh, and he'll just look at uh, Alan and say, "Can you do anything?" I can't do Nate's deep voice. That's, uh, but uh, can't do anything. Yeah, uh, uh, and Alan will walk up, and he instead of casting Revivify, he's going to cast Gentle Repose because he has that spell. Uh, he'll cast Gentle Repose, which does uh, prolong the amount of time. Uh, basically, it just it, what it does is uh, you touch a corpse or other remains for the duration. The target is protected from decay and can't become undead. So it essentially prolongs. Yeah, uh, under the influence of the spell, um, the dead extends the time limit on raising the target from the dead. Uh, but I gave him magic initiative for that. Okay, so he'll cast Gentle Repose and just kind of nod at you, Libra. Uh, and uh, he will then... Um, I need to check. Can he turn into a... Okay, yeah, he, uh, he is going to... Uh, wild shape alan will when once he realizes what's going on um and he's gonna wild shape into a giant ape okay uh if he's doing that then i'm gonna take the revivify components back and i will handle revivifying uh, wherever possible or necessary okay uh so he kind of looks at the woman and he's just gonna start grabbing uh grabbing rubble and just start chucking it uh and uh look at ori and ori's also going to do the same ori rule another strength check that's a natural 20 for ori um and for alan that is a wow it's an 18 plus for athletics does it get boost in athletics it does plus nine so uh 27 okay so a 34 for or for ori and a 27 for 
Alan, and they're just gonna they're gonna start. Uh, Ori will look at you, Alka, and just say, you grab them as I as I lift. Got it. So they're gonna start lifting. The little boy will run out and immediately look at the woman on the ground and just go, sissy. And just kind of like kneel down next to her. Um, he looks what? fairly unharmed. The little boy. Why would you be calling her a sissy? That's not nice. The sister. I'm gonna smack the little boy. I'm gonna smack fucking Thaddeus. Roll an attack. I'm kidding. Mm, I'm not. <laughs> that little boy has one HP, so you know, enjoy. Uh, okay. I rolled an eight, 18 plus whatever to, to hit. Open. <laughs> smack you. Oh, well, you. I'm gonna look. Are you are Looking you attempting to do more daggers? Are you attempting to do more damage? Are you attempting to do damage on him? On Thaddeus, I mean always. Do you have unarmed strike as a fighter. Oh. Uh, I only Maybe have. Maybe I shouldn't. No, don't, because <laughs> I have limited. You can see I'm pretty bloodied. Fine, I'm gonna flick him in the face. I'm gonna hop up and flick him in the face. You take no damage as you get flicked in the forehead. <laughs> Ready. I guess my sense of humor is bad. You start digging into the building along uh, with the help of Ori and Alan in his giant ape form. Uh, and eventually you do find a man in his late 40s, early mid to late 40s, uh, long beard. He's barely alive. Uh, he has currently, he is impaled by a piece of lumber. Uh, that has gone basically from his uh it looks like it looks like he is bent down kind of in a half fetal position but his elbows are on the ground his knees are on the ground and he's like slowly breathing and he's still conscious slightly you look underneath him and there is a little girl a infant um that is on the ground still alive covered in soot um you Alan immediately grabs all the rubble around him and throws it and just gets it out of the way. Ori follows after. The man is not doing great. Um, I'm going to take one of the jars of my the river water and basically go up to the man and he'll hold it up and so he can drink it. Okay. Uh, he cannot focus on drinking currently because... Uh, even if he were to drink it, uh, it wouldn't find purchase with the stomach, uh, because the piece of lumber is cutting off basically his entire airway, uh, and his uh, diet is basically his esophagus. Okay. Um, I'm I'm going to grab the lumber. Yeah, I I'm gonna run over there and then and, pour uh, water all over. Now, if you want to. Weaver. If you wanted to apply the water to the wound, you could. Yeah, that's. I'm going to start doing that and then see if I can remove the item. Make because they didn't have 911 back then. Make a uh, make an athletics check then, Thaddeus. Uh, athletics. You're attempting to pull essentially a two by four out of someone's chest. So. As you do. Does 
completely separate note. Does trash run tomorrow because it's Indigenous People's Day? I think not. Probably. The federal holiday, so I assume check, not. Check your, uh, yeah, check check your local local trash company. Check, and, check uh, your local <laughs> trash company to see if trash is being picked up tomorrow. Uh, 10 Athletics, it's hard, uh, Thaddeus. It's, you're... You're done for. Give me a hand here. Alan will. Yeah, I... Alan will grab it and just go. Uh, he, uh, he will give it a tug with an athletics check. That's a natural twenty. Let's see if he does damage to the guy for how fast he's ripping I... it out as a giant ape. And I'm, I'm pouring I'm water standing... as he's pulling. Yeah. It. Okay. On the bright side, Alan is gentle. Um, as gentle as a, as a giant ape could be. Um, he grabs it and just kind of rips it out of his chest like a toothpick. He rolled a 19 on his athletics check. Uh, doing everything against IRL, what I would really do, I'm going to be taking, Thaddeus is taking the water and pouring it over the open hole to try to heal it. Okay. You start to pour and you do watch his the inside of his wounds start to close. Uh, and stop bleeding. However, he still has a hole in his back. Uh, the water was enough to heal him to the point where he is not dying yet. Which I believe that water is 1d10. More than that. No, it was... It healed me all the way from like half... Yes, but you bathed in it, that's why. You took vials of it, which I said were... Well, these aren't vials. These are jugs. Oh. Hold on. Let me look my notes. Because I... I, I took bottles of it. That's what it was. Okay. You took jugs. Oh, okay. Uh, it's the equi equivalent to 8d10 healing. So actually that... Are you pouring the whole jug on him? Yeah. Okay. He is completely healed. Uh, Weaver, you get there and you see him like take a deep breath and he just looks down at his baby who is now erupted into crying because there's a giant ape standing over her and uh, a minotaur who's fiercely in a in a rage just ripping as much rubble as she, as uh, he can out of the way. And at this point, Ori's about this far into the house. Uh, uh Alan will kind of like just walk out of the room the best he can as a giant ape because he's considered a gargantuan. I think that's his size. Maybe he's huge. That's gargantuan. Okay. Um. Oh, he's a huge beast. Okay. Uh. He will then start just clearing out rubble, and he finds no one on this wing of the house. Ori is mad bulling it through the house, attempting to find anything, anybody he can. Um, Ori finds uh, with, a, with a fourteen on the dice, that's a twenty-eight. Um, Ori eventually makes it to a back room where he does find two other individuals, an elderly woman who is probably in her eighties. Uh, and a ha little halfling man, probably in his 20s. It's hard to tell with halflings. Uh, but you guess early 20s to mid-20s who are both uh, crushed and deceased. Um, the, lady, the lady that's 80, she lived a good life. Move on. 
called triage. I was gonna <laughs> say, yeah. <laughs> um, Unless she's an elf. Ori will uh, be like, Alan! And Alan will walk over the best he can as a huge ape. Uh, which, granted, is is kind of like... It's like half-covered. So the house is like half-covered and half-not-covered. Uh, and uh, you, you definitely tell that this at one point was a two-leveled house. Um, but Alan will walk over and uh, see the woman, see the man, uh, and he will drop his ape form. And he will also cast Gentle Repose on both of them. Uh Alan will pick up the, the halfling because he's way far less stronger than Ori in his normal state. Uh, which actually, he needs the rule of strength check in order to carry, which he makes. Um, and Ori will grab the little the, the woman and start to walk out. Um, Alan will look at all of you. I think this is it in the house. And he'll look at the man. Uh, anybody else in the house other than these, these folks? And the man will be like, <clears throat> no, that's that's all of them. Oh my god, mom. And he'll like walk up to his uh the the elderly woman who is unfortunately deceased and he'll just kind of like put his hand on hers and just kind of nod at Alan and uh he will just kind of look a little defeated, but he's hanging on to his baby the best he can. Um and uh, he will walk out. The man will follow uh, Ori and all of you walk out of the house and see the woman laid out on the ground. Uh, and he'll just kind of nod and say. Okay, I have another one more full jug of that water. If you're attempting to pour it on dead people, I'm just going to say that it will not work. Okay, I thought he did a spell that would keep her from dying it going keeps her to the next level of death no it keeps it keeps her from her body from decomposing to the point where you can't cast a spell a resurrection okay. spell on her so uh alan will walk up and he will grab a uh a fairly large chunk of diamond out of his pouch uh and he will squeeze it and he's going to cast uh he will cast Revivify on the uh, on the woman. Is it's, there another? There's a, there's there's a baby that's in the that's in the old older man's hand, who you can mm -hmm. perceive as the father of the house. Uh, right. There's the young child that's standing that's kneeled down, sitting next to the woman, the young woman, and then there's the elderly woman in the in the halfling. So that's six people that you, that you were all able to find. Um, I, I mean, is there another um, deceased person there... first? And second question, <laughs> Alan pulled his own diamond. He did not use one that Cor I gave him. Correct. Okay. Uh, there's there's three three dead in total. There's the there's the young woman who was pulled out by uh, Ori and Elka pretty at first glance, and then there's the elderly woman and the half half leg that are both deceased. <laughs> Uh, um, uh, Alan will cast Revivify using up that one diamond. Um, I will use one on the halfling. Who did I heal with the uh, first jug? The that would be the uh, 
the See, older man, like the dad, the, the the father of the house, who's holding, who's just holding the baby. Okay. Um, uh, uh, and okay, so you're casting revivify on the halfling, you said. Uh, okay. Okay. Uh, all of you gather around, and uh, you notice chat their chests raise up. Uh, as the diamond is placed on both of both of like in the center of their body, and uh, a warm light spreads around these two bodies, and it slowly starts to see color coming back into both of their faces as both of them are successively brought back from death. Uh, they are quite hurt still, uh, at least. Uh, well, actually, Revivify does heal up any life-threatening injuries, but they are still cut up. And, uh, not looking great. Uh, Probably a little traumatized. A little traumatized. Uh, Just a little bit. Alan will then walk up to the woman, the elderly woman, and just kind of sigh. I think, uh, I think, uh, her body is so, uh, so torn up as a as an elderly lady, I hope this will work. And, uh... He will grab another diamond out of his pouch. And he will cast Revivify on the older woman. He goes to place the diamond down. And, uh... Just like the other two. Or... Uh, you feel a warm radiating light coming down from the heavens and uh, uh, as as it comes down you do notice and without both honest uh, with Vivra and Alan uh, these spells are slightly different uh, for Alan which if you want to describe how your revivify would work uh, mm -hmm. Vivra Alan you notice vines and flowers start to pierce up out of the cobblestone and wrap themselves embracing the body of both of these people. Uh, and you do notice uh, a little glimpse of like a warm radiating light coming down as the spell takes hold. Um, and the, the flowers like start to glow like this goldish same light. Uh, and then they sink into the body and then wilt away. Um, for Vuibra, um, for Revivify specifically, um, he, um, all, all of Weaver's magic is essentially fire-based, even the f magic that is not fire-based, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Um, he creates a small flame, you essentially produce flames and produces flame in his hands, um, and kind of presses it down on into the person through the diamonds and um uh the the diamonds refract the light and there's all sorts of pretty colors and stuff um and as the kind of flame presses through the diamonds the diamonds and the flame uh compress into the chest and um the spell takes hold that way so what you're telling me is that your revivify is a rave just about yeah <laughs> Thick. Okay, so uh, these three people come back to life, and immediately the little boy that was sitting down next to what you assume is a sister 
uh, just jumps into her arms. Uh, the elderly woman kind of like opens her eyes, looks around, and looks at her at her son. Just well, I thought for sure I'd be kicking the old bucket today, but it looks like I'm alive. Cool. And she'll like look up at Alan. You're a kind man, and he'll she'll like pat him on the face. Um, the oh shit, the halfling will wake up and just kind of look wide-eyed, shell shocked, uh, and look at you, look at everybody. I'm alive. <laughs> I'm alive. And then I'm he'll gonna pass out yes, from shock. Then he'll pass out from shock. Okay, I'm gonna put his head like gently back down on the cobblestones. Uh, and then I'm immediately leaving in search of the next person to heal or revivify. Okay. Um, if, if Beep is checking the other house, I'm going to go follow him up immediately. Yeah. Beep. yeah, I'm having Beep check. Okay, Beep. With, and I'll take, you off, take your 25 perception from the last check. You look through, the house is collapsed. However, you do hear people talking on the inside. You hear three people. Uh, all of them sound... Moderately concerned. Uh, they also sound uh, like from what little you could pick up uh, is. Damn it! I thought I thought we got away from hellfire and destruction. No. And uh, so uh, Ori will walk over and be like, "Hey, are we? We're clearing this one too, right?" And Elka is, you know, following behind. Yeah. And Alan will... Instead of Alan, Alan will not uh, do anything. He will wander over to the young man who is catatonic and start attempting to diagnose the best he can with him. Um, so you eventually clear your way through. Uh, Ori will have to roll a strength check. Uh, Elka also roll a strength check yeah. or uh, athletics. Athletics. Um, I mean, it's the same. So. If I'm helping Ori, would I roll strength or athletics? Are you attempting clear rubble with Ori? Yeah. Roll an athletics check. Okay. I rolled a nine. Twenty. Dirty. Dirty twenty. Ooh. And Ori rolled a twenty-six. So, Elka, you're kind of uh, you've fallen into the role of being the person that grabs people if you find them. Uh, and uh, not so much the fact that you can't lift the rubble yourself, however, with the overpowering force that is Ori on a mission, you're just kind of like, okay, you can do your job. <laughs> you know, like, uh, it's like not wanting to get in the way of your boss who's pissed off, kind of kind of feeling. Uh, yeah, no. Yeah, yeah. Uh <laughs> But Ori does clear the way, and Ori just kind of looks and goes, Motherfucker. Um, in front of you, th you four, you know some familiar race of people from a few weeks back. About, I'd say about a month now back. You see three individuals, all covered in soot and dust. They're reptilian. Uh, they have short arms. Oh. <laughs> and they have they look to be like weird reptilian like dinosaur like creatures 
Uh, you, short arm gang. You. Oh Jesus! Standing in front of you are three members. Not known to you, but three members of what you presume is the short arm gang from from Artemis, just kind of like chilling there, just like son of a bitch. And they look at all of you wide eyed. I'm just gonna have Beep wave back like he doesn't care. No, like, <laughs> he's gonna wave friendly. And he's gonna like one of them will wave. Thank you. Uh, I I thought we were trapped in here. Beep. Oh, uh, well, it's, thank you. And uh, they will all three of them will walk up and they will uh, they will go to hand uh, hand Ori like ten gold. And Ori will stop them. Hey. Do I know you from anywhere? And uh, he'll be like, nope. And Ori will be like, oh, okay. And he'll let them go. <laughs> he rolled a natural one on his insight check. <laughs> do they walk past me? They're walking past all of you. If you want to do anything to the three, you can. I'll stop them. Beep does not care. <laughs> uh, yeah, we were uh, preoccupied with everything. I rolled else a fifteen on an insight check, but oh at yeah, this no, point, yeah. I feel like Elka would just be like, "It's probably best to just focus on this one thing right now." Okay. Or anybody else doing anything? Zane, you're gonna stop him. I want to look him over quick. Okay. Just let the T-Rex bastards move on. Anything you're attempting to look look into with them? If they look like they'd be part of the game. Make a perception check. You got it, brother. Perception's not my forte, so we'll see what happens here. No. <laughs> no. Uh, hard to tell. Uh, they're definitely not wearing the same garb as the gang were back in Artemis. Uh, but you've only encountered people of that race in that one spot at one time, and you've never seen people quite like them other than in that one moment. So with the four, you can't tell just based off of looking them over if they are part of the gang. However, based off of your history with the gang, uh, e it's like a 50-50 guess for you. You you all wouldn't be having to be in the short arm gang, would you? What? No, 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 no. Uh, short arm gang? I mean, we do have short arms, but... Uh, I've never heard of the short arm gang. I definitely noticed that stutter on my insight check. Okay, go ahead. He's lying. <laughs> he rolled a three for deception. So, uh, how unfortunate for you to say such a thing to me. I'm going to swing. <laughs> Roll an attack. Oh no. <laughs> we just saved their lives. Elka's gonna like hear oh, no, what's going yeah. on and take and turn if, around. If I catch that, I'm casting hold person uh, before he can actually uh, attack. I'm gonna say, what would Weaver be actively looking for? Would he be looking for more people to save, or would he be paying attention to what Zane's doing? Oh, fuck. 
Um, looking for more people to save. Then so. I'm going to say then that would not happen. No. Fair. Uh, Fair. Zane, you you punch the fuck out of him. Um, roll for damage. Let me just double check my die quick. Um, that's... One sec. My dice is stuck. Okay, there we go. Uh, that's a solid uh, 13 points of thunder damage. Wow. Interesting. Uh, yeah, you, you punch into him. He's like, what the fuck, man? You're part of the short arm gang. I... Hey, yes. Yes, we were. We escaped. Once Artemis went down, we came here to live a better life. And he'll put his hand, his little short arms out. I got no weapon, zombie, except for the dagger that's on my left hip. I'm not here to fight. I'm gonna take his dagger. <laughs> uh, roll, roll a slight of hand check. What is my slight? Be going against his acrobatics because he doesn't want he definitely doesn't want you to disarm him. Uh, Nineteen. He will, as you go to grab his dagger. He's like, I need that. Things are dangerous around here, and he'll dodge your attempt. I'll add five class of genius. Uh, so that's what, 24? 24, yeah. 24. He still beats you. He rolled 25. Shit. Okay. Well, that was worth a try. I'm yeah. gonna I'm gonna have Beep come up and just do, just do cure wounds on the short arm person. Okay. And he's just gonna look at Zane and try to persuade him. <laughs> by just doing beep, 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 and just making all these gestures like just let him go. Okay. Uh, Zane, are you attempting to, are, is, is your, your whole goal to, uh, to stop the, to kill these guys or go against these guys? Like I'm, like right now I want to persuade him to not fight them. Okay. Roll persuasion check and Zane, if you want to resist, you're going to have to roll a, uh, I'm gonna say roll a. I don't know how to. I, I wisdom. wisdom uh, yeah, it was me. Yeah, I'd say wisdom we'll, save. No, it's but you're not really saving against anything. You're just. Well, yeah, true. So just roll a wisdom <laughs> check. Yeah, I'm sure people beat that twelve. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you feel people roll a six and beat that twelve. <laughs> You feel moderately persuaded by beep walking up and curing the curing wounds, which if you want to roll. Oh yeah, wounds, let me do that real quick. Uh, I'll just do it at level one. I assume so. Eleven. Eleven. Okay, he's mostly healed. He'll just. Go, I. Thank you, sir. Uh, listen, I don't know what the gang ever did to you. I don't know if they ever, you know, harmed you in any way. If they did, I'm sorry. We were just grunts. When Artemis got attacked, we ran. And we haven't been a part of the gang since. We haven't been in contact. We're just here to live our lives. Well, we were. Until whatever the fuck just happened there. That would be my fault. <laughs> okay. do, you say, do you say that out loud? That would be my demands. <laughs> yeah. But I use Floyd's voice. That would be my fault. He shoots you in the face now. Uh... <laughs> Uh, he's, he's not, they don't have their, at least currently don't have their, their, uh, signature guns on them. Listen, we don't want any trouble. 
and I apologize on behalf of any misdeeds I've ever done. We're not here to do any more. This is a nice town. Well, it was until whatever the fuck just happened. All right. Well, what I need you three to do is give half of everything you have as coin to this young lady who's running the orphanage because she's going to need it. And we won't kill you. Roll persuasion check or intimidation check. Whichever one you want. Can I can I also have beep can I alternatively have beep try to persuade them? He'll be like yeah, we'll we'll help whichever whatever way we can. She's been very nice to us. Huh. But money isn't exactly our we don't got a lot of it. For for shits and giggles, can I give uh Thaddeus advantage? I mean, he rolled a natural two on on his wisdom check to try uh, Still. <laughs> I mean, yeah, if you want to, yeah. Thaddeus, is, yeah, roll, roll yeah. advantage on Thaddeus. Really, just roll one more time. <laughs> yeah, same thing. Yeah, I, we'll, we'll I help want you to help her with whatever she needs help. Of course. Right now. I, I think all of our our buildings are destroyed. I was going to inform. I was going to inform the guard. That's I where I was care. going. Talk to this lady, find out what she needs, and you help her. He like he like swallows hard. Yes, sir. And they will all three of them run over and start like peeking their heads in. Like, hi, hi, are you okay, uh, madam, sister? Are are, are you okay? <laughs> and uh, Alan, tell like, them Thaddeus sent you. Alan will see them and just go, shh, I'm focusing. And uh, he's Alan is going to attempt to cast uh, Greater Restoration on this guy at uh, ninth level. On the kid? Yeah, on the kid. He has one ninth level spell slot, so he's going to attempt it. Uh, there's no um, higher level cast for Greater Restoration, so... Uh, there is on curses and uh, and if the spell says so. It, that's what I'm saying. I'm looking at the spell right now. No, no, no. I'm saying there are certain spells that state that you need to cast Greater Restoration at a certain level in order oh, to lift it. Gotcha. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Um, so Alan will attempt it. And uh, he will fail. Rip. How does Alan fail? He's he's run by the DM, <laughs> and the DM's ran, by a, and the DM's ran by yeah, and DM's ran by dice. I mean, I don't know what you want me to do. Um, Alan will just kind of my fuck up. Alan will just kind of like maybe this will teach you to think before you act. Alan will just look down, uh, ma'am. I, I I hate to impose, and I know that you're current living situation isn't ideal. Um, this young man, he's a... I can just tell just by looking at him. He's got a lot of... Uh, a lot of things going on in his life, and he, he does need... He, he needs to be back and fixed. Uh, but I, I know we can't take him with us. Uh, is there any way that you can take him home or keep him here or does he have any family and the uh, sister will be like 
Yeah. Uh, he has family. His sister lives in town, and uh, they're they're with a foster family. Um, I'll I can I can take him home. Well, I appreciate it. Uh, we'll do everything we can to help you out. And at this point, if you want to throw the gold at her, we'll yeah. say you did. Um, I, I would have. Um... It essentially handed it in a couple of separate bags. I I don't remember which kids that I had given the um one platinum allowance to, um, but I would have separated a, the, the remaining number out, right? And okay. said uh, give these to the individual children, and the rest is for you. Okay. So uh, Alan will um do that. He's like, well. Least I can do is uh see if we can do something about getting you at the very least a structure and he he will uh I think this is the spell the right spell twenty four hours uh yeah that works uh he will cast druid grove uh. A 90 foot cube in a 90 foot cube. Um, he casts the spell the same area every day for a year. The spell lasts until it's spelled. Creates the following effects within the area. When you cast a spell, you can specify creatures as friends who are immune to the effects, which he will do. Uh, the entire awarded area radiates magic. A dispel magic cast on the area, if successful, removes only one of the following effects, not the entire. Area the spellcast she's respect to end, um, and he will cast. Uh, and the effects that he wait does does this all the effects or you have to choose which effects? Mm. Okay, you have to choose. Um, no, I think when he casts it, it all of them hit. Okay. But when uh, it is, if it is dispelled, at least the way I'm reading it, if it's dispelled, um, only one of the things is dispelled. Yeah. So basically, all of you see vines and fog spread out from Alan's hands, and they start. And just for the rule of cool sake, uh, they will start grabbing rubble and twisting it up and making. A section of area that is clean for the kids. Uh, he will then, um, you'll see four, and we'll say for this case, this says trees. Um, you'll see four uh, pine trees march into town up <laughs> because it's the closest trees to him. And they will start, uh, they will march in into town. And people are like, what the fuck? Um, but they will plant themselves and sit outside of the orphanage. Um, is this a concentration spell? It is not. Um, so he's starting to, at the very least, make a uh, area that they are safe for the next 24 hours until the town can figure out where to replace it, put them. Um, he will then cast, um, uh, 
What will he cast? He has a ninth level spell, so he can't do that. Um, I think that's... He'll just start druid crafting uh, flowers and stuff all over to try to, like, liven up the area so the kids aren't as traumatized. He's just trying to do anything he can to, like, help. See, seeing him start druid crafting, I'm obviously going to jump on that bandwagon. Okay. And, um, so he starts doing that. Uh, he will then... I believe there's one more he can do. Have we found everyone? For the most part. Uh, the house, this house that was on fire, the two uh, residents, that an elder woman and an elder man, uh, kind of like are out and about, like trying to see what the hell just happened. And uh... Okay, so then Elka's gonna uh, try and help the kids uh get whatever they can from the rubble uh you know any of any of their their few belongings and uh help them set up little like bedding areas okay um thaddeus roll stealth check just trying to see if there's anything else he can do um Delta or sleight of hand? Uh, depends on what you're trying to do. If you're trying to hide yourself from being seen while grabbing the things you want to grab, uh, then be stealth. If you're just trying to not be quiet about you grabbing something, uh, the problem is with sleight of hand is that you're kind of out in the middle of the street. So, it's... So, um... What's your passive perception, Weaver? Uh, 24, if I recall correctly. Yeah. You notice Thaddeus walking over and bending down and picking something off up off the ground, uh, but you do not realize what he's picking up. Um, okay. That's all you see. I am, I, I am immediately going to walk over um, and uh, low enough that nobody else can hear me. Um, kind of, you know, doing doing the classical like shoulder to shoulder away back to everybody. Uh, mm -hmm. friend Thaddeus, what did you retrieve? I have the parts of the dagger. They need to be held safely. I'm just gonna nod and not say anything else. Okay. Would you like to take one part to make sure they do not reconnect? This one will accept that responsibility. Okay. Um, I'm going to hand him the handle part. Okay. And then I'm going to put the uh, metal part in my bag. So you have the hilt. You have the hilt of the of the dagger. Yep. We wrote. Um, Alan's just gonna start doing what he can with, like, um, like, meld stone and mold earth spells to try to, like, fix up the road the best he can, um, to try to help out any way he can. Um, we're gonna say this, this goes on, Alan's doing everything he can to help these people. I, 
I am doing what I can, but I don't have much in the way of spells that can help. Right. Um, so if there's anything I can do, like, you know, shunt Al in my remaining fifth and fourth level spells or something like that to to help. Um Yeah, I mean he's he all he's trying to do is just try to bring some element of normalcy. Uh, back to the chaos, uh, and he's going to spend the next hour or so. So, I mean, if you want to help just kind of play like uh, like nurse for the kids to make sure that they're okay. and yeah. um, I was going to say wild shape into a cute animal so that they have something yep. to play with. Done. <laughs> wild shape into a dog or something, yeah. Uh, yep. Yep. With a turban, because that's <laughs> my, my thing when I wild shape. That's hilarious. Um, but yeah, so uh, Alan is working his way through, and he's going to I'll be right back. And he's going to grab one of the animated trees and, like, point it to, to uh, make it uh, root itself down in the ground, and he's going to cast Tree Stride on it. <laughs> and he's going to step through the tree... And you're going to see, uh, through the tree, you see just a very brief glimpse of, uh, of the, um, of his miraged home, uh, that, uh, that you all left. And he's going to step through and the tree's going to close. And he's just going to, he's going to walk in and he's going to, you assume he's grabbing things, but as, as he walks back in, he, uh, you see the tree split back open and, uh, he has like a full crate of like jars of like purified water and like blankets and stuff like that. As he walks through, I thought this might help, ma'am. And he'll hand her a crate of like purified water as well as like a bunch of blankets and um, some food, just things that are that may be needed. And he'll look at all of you. Well, I mean, uh, at least we can. Uh, I, I forgot I have that spell, but uh, we can we can go places via the tree, via trees if we if I know the tree. Good to know. Well, uh, it's getting late, and uh, Wait. does that mean he can go back to the tree of life? Was he with us? Yes, he was. Can we go back to the Tree of Life and stock up on some water? He has... How many spell slots does he have left? Hold on. So he used two 5th level spells to get to go there and back. He still has he still has 6th level spells and 7th level spells. So, yeah. If you want to, you could uh, attempt... He, wait. I just... I want to make sure that I know that this is... Uh, both trees must be living and be at least the same size as you. You must use a five feet of movement to enter a tree. You instantly know the location of all other trees of the same kind within 500 feet. And as part of the move, use into the tree. It can either pass into one of the trees. Uh, I believe. Am I in? Tree stride is the right spell I'm thinking of, right? Like. Yeah. I think so. Or is it transport? Is it transport via plants? 
that might be the one. Which I believe is higher level than five. Yeah, transport via plants. So you could do if you want to go to the tree of life. You could, but it's a one. It's it's a uh, it's a one time. It's uh most of the time it's two times a day. So like two trips. So basically, he's already done his two trips. Uh, he's he has two. He has two seventh level spells, so he can cast it two more times, or t- technically three more times today, because he also has his one eighth level. Didn't he cast it to go home and back? Yes, he's used up all of his six level spells. Transfer. Oh, is it a six- Transport via plants is a six level spell. Gotcha. So, uh, yeah. So you he, he you can do it four times. He casts the spell technically six times a day if you include his ninth level spell. But he's already used that. Okay. I mean. So if you want to go, he's like, I mean, it's getting late, but I mean. We can do it another time as well. It's not well, necessary to do it at this moment. Well, I'd rather be freshened up on all my. Uh, um, on all my abilities, if we are going to go find a place to sleep before we head out. So, if you want to do true. it now, we can do it now, and then I'll just be really tired. Uh, are can I look around for any uh like any like large jugs that I could bring with me? Uh, make an investigation check. Ten. Ten. Takes you some time and a. People with Alan helping out, realizing the purpose. Uh, it takes you about another half an hour or so to gather enough jugs that you think is appropriate. Uh, okay. So I don't know. I'm gonna four or I'm five gonna grab Thaddeus too and be like, "Come on, we're gonna go refill our our tree of life water." Sounds like a good plan. So he will cast. Uh, Alan will cast transport via plants on the same. Uh, uh, is it inanimate plants within range? Oh, shit. Well, technically, you wouldn't have been able to cast it on that tree. Uh, because it's inanimate. Plant. I mean, wouldn't it be... Inanimate once it rooted itself? That's true. Yeah. He can command them to... He can command them to, to root themselves. Okay, so yeah, that, that works. Roll the cool. Who gives a shit? Um... Uh, so he will open up a gate and say, well, I, it only lasts six seconds, so get your, get in there. And as it will jump through, jump through and, uh, you will find yourself in a cavern. Uh, haven't been here for a while. And I believe I still have this, uh, I do. Would you look at that? And there's a black dragon that looks at you. Oh yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna have a little bit of PTSD, but that's fine. Here we are. Just a little bit of trauma, just a little bit of an anxiety attack while I run around grabbing grabbing water. Uh so I'm assuming we grabbed like uh four or five large jugs that we're gonna we fill we're up. gonna say five and so as you step in, the tree of life is still glowing. Um so you you choose to fill up the jugs, which takes about fifteen minutes, twenty minutes. Um, oh, and I'm gonna lay in it because I'm like half got half my hit points. Okay. Oh yeah, can I do that too? Or yeah. Yeah. Also, okay. Yep, yeah, you can lay in it, and it heals you to full. Um, um, I also have two water skins that I would like to fill with this. Okay. 
Alan will pull out two water skins himself and fill them up. Um, and Alan will look around. This place is, uh, different. Can't really explain it. Uh, Elka. Yes. You chose to go back to Ari. I mean, he did. I, 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 it was for a good cause. Uh, you will hear whispers in your ear. She's Look, she's back. Oh my gosh. Must, must tell the others. She's back. What? Uh, you hear that in your ears and Alan's like, what? I'm going to, like, look around frantically and see if I can see anything. Make a perception check. I'm going to throw on... Uh, 22. Uh, Zach, and with empty jars, and then I'm going to use my water skin that I had. So I'll have 19. four. Go ahead. Sorry. Thaddeus. I'll have four jars of uh, the river water. Okay. 19. You do see... You blink your eyes and you do see like floating little globe like orbs of fey light that are just sprinkling out from the tree. And then you turn and look and you, you, you know what pixies are. You've dealt with them. You see tiny little pixies just sitting on the tree giggling. Uh, and you immediately realize it's probably them. And they're probably just fucking with me. Um, however, you do feel a more intrusive uh, voice come into your head. A familiar voice. You hear? You're, you're back. I, I, didn't, I, I didn't realize that you'd ever be back. But you're back. Where are you? This is a. This is a. I'm blinking on her name already. This is Edna. Edna. Yeah, I thought it was I. I said Agatha. I was like, that's I, not right. I almost said it too, and I was like, no, that's not right. Uh, uh, I'll. Uh, I'm. This is in my head. Yeah. I'm okay, so I guess I'll think back. Like, oh, we're at the Tree of Life. Can you get here? Uh, yeah. Uh, it's gonna take me a minute, but I'll, I'll make my way. Uh, and uh, about five minutes go by, and a little girl, familiar little girl, uh, visage, which you do know is just the tra the transformed version of and uh, the red dragon. Uh, she'll walk up. Oh my gosh, it's been so long. I'm gonna go give her a hug. And she will gladly jump into your arms and give you a big hug. Uh, I, I didn't think I'd ever talk to you again. Um, I know we gave uh, your sending stone to Leon. Uh, so uh, it, we did miss you. But uh, we realized that we could come back and get more of this water. So Alan was like, F, remember that I can transport myself through trees. So here we are. Wow, that's that's a great gift. Thaddeus, what are you doing down there? As Thaddeus is just backstroking in the 
<laughs> what? Well, hello, I'm healing myself. I got my shit kicked out of me. We had some problems, but uh, we all survived, so that's good. Well, Does she know Torben? You can check. I had her. another run-in with Torben. Long story. I gave a dagger to a kid that I shouldn't have given a dagger to that I'd taken from Torben's thing, and all hell broke loose, and now we're here. Well, I don't know what a Torben is, but that sounds rough. Well, if you ever hear of a Torben, run your ass off, because it's a bad shit. Wait, is he, is he a bad person? He's a, a vampire. Awful. Oh. Awful, horrible thing. Well, then, I'll just eat him, I guess. I don't know. what That's what dragons do. Right? Well, if you want to come with us and eat him, you're more than welcome. We could use the help. You then, uh, she kind of like points at the now engraved, uh, you notice like a red tattoo that goes over, down her collarbone. And she just kind of points at it. I'm still stuck here. Um. Well, I wish we could help you. Elka's going to look at her really quick and then go, can I actually talk to you about something over there? And just like, yeah, of course. Move over here <laughs> out of, out of earshot from Thaddeus and Alan. Okay. Uh, so she's going to like pull up her, uh, her tunic, like, um, sleeve and like show Edna her now like fully scaled, uh, oh. arm. Oh, uh, so this started happening to my to my arm and my brothers, and we're not quite sure what is going on with it. Uh, okay. Well, let me let me take a look, and she will uh, kind of like put her hand down on it. Prawn's dragon scales. I don't. Any bronze dragon I know of. Uh, I thought it was gold dragon. Or is it gold? I thought it was bronze. My bad. I think it's gold. It's a gold. I'm gonna dragon. I'm gonna look it up really quick. It's lead. To say to yeah. save me the time, can you tell me what the dragon's name is? Because I'd have to dig through like notes yes. and notes and notes to try to find that dude's name. <laughs> because we haven't mentioned his name in forever. Uh... Tilgex the gold. Tilgex. I, I knew it started with a T. She will, like, I guess she will roll a history check. Which, for a girl that has a negative one in history, uh, that's not bad. Um, I think you probably have some sort of dragon ancestry, to be my guess. Well,. You know, uh, I guess maybe this is just their, your ancestors' power taking root into your body. Although I've never seen my scalification, we'll call it, happen because I was cursed. Your seems to be more natural. I... I mean, and she'll, like, form scales on her arms. She's like, see, mine are, you know, they look the same, but mine's definitely because I'm cursed. Yours, I, I just, I can't help but sense it's natural. I, 
I just hope you're not turning into a dragon. I mean, if I could keep my, you know, consciousness, I, that wouldn't be a bad thing right now. Well, based off the scales, gold dragons, there's not that many that... Gold dragons I know are rare. And, uh, I know, I don't know any of their names, but I'd say embrace it for now. And if it gets to the point where it's uncomfortable or you don't want it any longer, if your brother doesn't want it any longer, I'd say maybe find someone who's a specialist in dragon ancestry I, I I wish I mean I, I my world view is limited to these caves so I understand I, all I know is you're you have scales like me now wow I'm I'm glad that you know you're you're not alone in that plight <laughs> Well, I am too. Hey, I got a question. Do you think I could maybe try crossing through that tree? Like, you could try. Let us go first, and then you can join us. Well, yeah. I'll hold your I... hands. Okay. That's. I mean, I I think I already know what's gonna happen, but I I've never tried walking through a tree before, so maybe it's different. Well, let's see if they're ready to go and we can head back. Okay. And uh, so, uh, she'll Elka will hold her hand out for her. She's going to start skipping. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right, Alan, I think we're ready to go. Uh, this, you remember Edna? Well, of course I remember the little lady. I was staring at her teeth at one point with Beep. That was a harrowing experience, but... She would like to try and come through the gate with us. By all means. Uh, I don't think there's any sort of uh, limitations to the amount of people that cross through the gate. There's just a time limit, so. All right. Elka's going to turn around and, and shout, Thaddeus, we're leaving. With or without you. I'm, like, running forward and diving through the gate before the dragon does. Okay. You didn't have to be that. Yeah, whatever. Rude. Well, all right. It's a pleasure, and, she, and he'll he'll nod his head, and he'll he will uh, he will walk through the uh, the gate. As you so you're leading her by the hand through the gate. Mm-hmm. As you go to go through the gate, you feel your hand get forcibly removed from hers, uh, almost like a just a. Uh, Almost like a blast of force energy just hits, hits in between. Almost like a magnet. Um, and as you step through, you look behind and you do see her just kind of like half, half kind of half sad grin, but wave and you hear just the briefest thing. Come back and visit. And she closes her hand and the gate closes in front of you. We really got to figure out how to get her out of there. At least we can go visit. True. You're right. That was kind of rude of me. Wrong, man. 
Is there any way to... Oh, I see. I can scroll while, while correcting that. Um, okay. So, uh, actually, we will... Uh, as you come back... Um, we are now back. I'll just use the city proper map. Now. Um, it is now nighttime. Here in Woodhurst. Um... And, uh, the rest, uh, after, you, you do notice, uh, a gentle calm has finally come, uh, like, fallen over this, uh, loud, or at one point chaotic section of Woodhurst. Um, the kids are starting to come to terms with what just happened, and you see a lot of the people, you see the family that you saved no longer there. Uh, they have moved somewhere, gone somewhere else, uh, as the night has fallen. Um, all your friends are sitting there waiting, and uh, the rest of the night is yours. Uh, I will uh, pass out a jug uh, to uh, Zane, Ori, Beep, and Gleevra, and then I'll keep one for myself. This fucking stink bug on my desk. Go away. Go away. So we all have one jug full of the water of life. Okay. Uh, and then I have two extra water skins. Alright, let me put that in Ori's... Which, at this point, we'll just say... Okay. So, all of you... Uh, once you hand those out, uh, are, what do you guys want to do? Uh, you still have a... Uh, an adventure afoot uh, with um, going into the mountains and uh, following the map, which, by the way, should be in all your journals. The map that was given to you via the uh, uh, the shop, the little grung shopkeep. Yep. Um, uh, are we gonna need coal here? Uh, it's it's the equivalent of summer right now. Oh, okay. So it is going to get chilly as you go higher. So if you're not very good with cold, as, I'm covered in furs. So. As I look at the uh, a reptilian friends of <laughs> reptilian persuasion, um, yep. I mean I'm part reptile. Uh, but I'm I, in I'd say it might be beneficial to grab something that may keep you warm if you don't already have it. Uh, but a heavy cloak. That will probably help. It's it's more or less the the air temperature will drop and the wind will start to get heavier the higher you go. Um, you all are aware of the swirling arcane filled skies that uh, engulf this plane of existence, and you know that the higher you go, the denser it gets. How so, late in the day is it? It's nighttime. It's dark. It's around. Nine o'clock, eight thirty, nine o'clock at this point. Okay. Then we should probably find a place to stay for the night. Uh, and then in the morning, uh, I feel like at least Zane, Thaddeus, and Alara are going to need some sort of like thicker outfits, especially since Alara, I think, is running around barefoot and in rags still. I, I believe you're right. Uh, Lexi can confirm if she's here. Uh, she is muted, so I don't know. I should have plenty. 
She might be getting dinner. Um, okay. So, you find find an inn for the night. Um, we'll, we'll just say uh, rooms are found. Uh, the shopkeep he, uh, human fella um, asks for two silver per room, uh, and there's five rooms available. So you will have many, to share. How many beds per room? Two. Oh, okay. So that's pretty normal. Yeah. Great. Okay. Okay. So two two silver rooms. So ten, uh, it's a gold for a one night stay. Um, all right. We'll just do the night. Okay. So as all of you go to sleep. Oh, we do need lodging for the donkey. Uh, there there's stables out back. Okay. <laughs> yeah, De Dennis the donkey is still with you. Um. In fact, Ori will uh, spend a good portion of the night uh, making sure he is comfortable. Um, I, I've been I've been told in all caps by Nate, Dennis is my best friend, except for Alara. Got it, got it. <laughs> so uh, he said, if anything happens to Dennis, I quit. Like, okay. Got it. Fair enough. So uh, Dennis does uh, get get fed and slept for the night, or he will pay for the donkey. Um, we'll just say it's a silver for feed and everything. Oh my God! There's a Murdoch. Ah, our new Weaver player. Doggo! Oh my God! Uh, I hope he doesn't have anything on his desk. Oh, he probably does. No, he's got it now. Now, now checking what's underneath the desk. The all important. Make sure there's no crumbs. Exactly. Um, okay. So, uh, Ori comes up later on in the uh, late later up in the day. Um. Or later up at night, uh, after he's taken some time to hang out with Dennis and make sure he's comfortable. Um, he wanders in and uh, rests for the night. The night goes off without much issue. Um, all of you are now long rested. Um, and the next morning comes... Uh, we'll say first first order of business is to go find some heavy clothing. Um, we'll just say you do that just for because we're we only got an we hour. Don't, we don't have a shopping montage of dressing Alara up in cute. I'm sorry, clothes. I've had I've had the next section of this story <laughs> planned for like three months. <laughs> um, but uh, you all acquire heavy enough gear. I'm going to say that'll put you back about five gold for getting colder weather attire. Uh, Alan will actually foot that bill. Oh, I was going to nice. say. <laughs> um, let's see here. Where is Alan's gold? There it is.
Okay. Um, Alan will throw the coin down for that bill. Uh, following the map, and we will... We can pull that map up, I believe. It should be a handout for all of you, the on Onakara's <laughs> mountain map. Mm -hmm. um, you would know going out of Woodhurst that the immediate uh, north uh, northwestern road will take you up into the abandoned mining town of Elican. Um, the journey to Elican is, is around a three-day on-foot journey. Um, uh, marked at the top of the map is written uh, a few what you would assume which Alan has read um, the poem and uh, he tried to identify the runes however he did not understand what they said um, they're dwarvish runes that's all he could really identify them as but you make your way out of the town. Is there anything else you want to do before exiting the town? Uh, yeah, let's hit up a brothel. There is none. Game on. Oh. <laughs> uh, can I just check with the Adventuring Guild and see if there's any like any requests that are going the direction we're headed? Yeah. Just like doesn't have to be like a whole roleplay session. Just like a give me a list. Or if you want to do that after, and then we can. Um. No, I actually. I have an entire thing created for that. Um, you guys, none of you guys have really gone and taken jobs from the Adventures Guild, but let me pull up the Adventures Guild. I feel like that's what Elka was doing before she joined this group. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. Um, where, oh, where in my drive notes is that table? There it is. Okay. You walk in and uh, like like most uh, adventures guilds, there's a there's a quest board uh, that have uh, varying levels of difficulty, um, varying levels of pay. Um, you find one as I okay. Okay. You pull, you pull one up. You you look, and it says right on it, and it has a small little picture of what looks to be a skull on it, and it says "Kill Quest to defeat, uh, Kill Quest to defeat the undead in the Onakaris Mountains." That's all it states, and it says that the, uh, the bounty is one gold per skull collected. Um, You're saying skull? Yes. Okay. Sorry. It's it's sounding a little bit like scar, and I'm like, I'm making sure I know what I'm thinking. Oh, uh, okay. Okay. So we don't we can just collect those as we go. Um so yeah, okay. so uh it, it says uh, uh call the uh call the undead in the Onokaris Mountains, one gold per skull collected. Um there's also one that says, uh, um, uh, there's two missing people, uh, missions, uh, one for a, uh, 
see here. Uh, one for a gnome named uh, Annalie uh, McElmeyer. She went missing three days ago as she wandered up into the mountains and never came back. Uh, the uh, reward for any information or finding her alive or finding her, any information on her whereabouts, they're paying they're paying five gold. Uh, finding her alive, uh, they're offering a hundred gold, and finding her corpse and bringing it back, they're offering fifty gold. Um, there's another missing person that is significantly older. Um, find uh, a mission to find the uh, captain of the guard. Uh, what's his name? Okay, Captain of the Guard, Alexander Tooney. Um, he's a human man. Um, he went missing 14 weeks ago uh, during his expedition to go and call the undead within the mountains. Uh, he has yet to return. Uh, then there's also a kill quest for a... Uh, sorry, for any information on him, The uh, any information, they're paying uh, 15 gold. Finding him alive, they are paying a thousand gold, and finding his corpse or his remains, five hundred gold. Um, and then there's one more quest that pertains to the mountains. Um, in investigate the mysterious uh, phenomena of the thunder beast that has been roaming the Onakaris Mountains for for decades. Uh, any information or any uh, uh, evidence of its of its existence, uh, they will pay fifteen hundred gold. Uh, capturing the beast, uh, capturing the beast alive, they will. They're offering ten thousand gold, and and bringing back its dead body, they're offering one gold. It's it states uh, it states in the mission as you read closer that their interest is in is having it alive so that they can study it. So, those Got it. are your. Those are the quests. Cool. Thank you. All right. So, are you taking any of those? Are you? Uh... I mean, like, we'll we'll grab them. So, okay. You know, if we run into anything, so you're we'll, you're there's money waiting for us. You request the flyer, and it is given to you. Um, we will. Uh, we will say that you 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 yourself has definitely been registered with the with the Adventurers Guild of Sylvania for a few years now. So they gladly give you those uh those quests. Uh so as you make your way out, Alan is continuing to just study these runes on this map and he keeps failing on translating them. Um So you start to head out first day uh, I would like to know who is leading the pack into the mountains. And uh, the tall people. And who is keeping an eye out for anything bad that could happen along the way. I mean, I am always keeping an eye out for anything bad that can happen, so. I was going to say probably we were. Okay. <laughs> All right. That's fair. And. and and I am not a very mountainous-based person, so I'm not necessarily leading the way. Okay. Alan is definitely not leading the way. Uh, he's 
also not a mountain dweller. He is very much a forest dweller, so... Would Elka have any experience with mountain, with like mountaineering? Um, other than having to go past, uh, you yourself, you've probably passed through the, um, as I try to remember the, there's two mountain ranges in Sylvania. You've passed through, there we go. We'll just grab the world map and so I can remind myself of my own world. Um, you yourself have passed through the Haverlow Mountains, um, being so being in such close proximity to Artemis. Um, however, uh, the path through the Haverlow Mountains is a road, so mountaineering, not necessarily understanding the geography and dangers that come with passing through a mountain, going through a mountain pass. You understand that there could be fallen rocks and. Uh, birds of prey and other large creatures of prey that could stalk the mountains, but you've never been to the Onakaris Mountains. Very uh, cool. I'm going to like hide behind a tall person okay. because I don't want to be out in front. <laughs> okay. So, uh, I'm going to say, hmm, honestly, the person to be leading the charge would be Ori. So we will roll a survival check for Ori. Twenty dirty twenty for his survival check. Um Ori is able to keep you on what seems to be the pathway to Elican uh, to Elican. Um, Vivra, without having, really having to have you roll, um, it seems pretty clear on the first day. There's not a lot of danger in sight. Um, a majority of your day is spent, uh, passing, uh, passing through the plains and the foothills just outside the mountain range. Um, and as night falls uh, over the first night, you do find yourself... Uh, entering a uh, entering the first major incline, uh, going up into the mountain range, uh, and uh, you're able to find with Ori's help, you're able to find a nice flat area to set up camp for the night, uh, and uh, and pitch some tents and find uh, find some rest. Uh, are you guys? Do you guys want to do watch or do you want to just? Go to sleep and hope you're close enough to town that nothing will bother you. Oh hell no! <laughs> I, I gotta gotta give you the options. <laughs> I'll take um the last watch. Okay. Uh, Alan will take first first watch. Thaddeus will take second watch. Okay. Okay. Um, then I will. Uh, join Elka on the last watch with the caveat that I'm going to be paying more attention to gathering and uh, that's what I assumed you'd be making breakfast <laughs> Yeah. Yep. alright well Alan will keep first watch and uh, Ori will join him so we can get the rules that I have to do out of the way um, so perception would be the role. What is this perception? 
Uh, Ori's is god awful. Uh, and Alan's roll could be better. Um, what's still an 18? Um, Ori kind of, uh, more or less is taking in the brisk air that is uh, starting to come uh, fill his lungs. He's keeping a haphazard eye out, but also knows that there's strength in numbers and he's not really worried about anything that would ever attack you guys because he's him. Um, uh, Alan does keep a better eye out and other than the occasional wolf sounds at night, which Weaver, you do hear them. They do wake you up when you first hear them. You do hear a very subtle, um, like, a very subtle wolf cry uh, that echoes out through the mountains. Um, where are those? I don't, I don't... Oh my god, that scared the shit out of me. <laughs> god damn it. That's your wolf noise. No, there's the wolf noise. But you... You just from waking up and hearing him for a moment, Weaver. I you gauge there's probably seven, eight of them that are wandering the mountains somewhere. They're probably within a mile. Nothing too too majorly close to you. And and I know that Ori and uh, Alan are keeping watch. So yeah, and Alan is kind of dependent on their location with what he rolled. Um, he's also a quite persuasive person. Um, or not persuasive, but perceptive uh, is mm -hmm. the word I'm looking for. Uh, but first watch goes without much issue. Uh, who's taking second watch? I'm sorry. Was it Thaddeus? Okay. Uh, all right. Well, uh, go ahead. If Thaddeus, as you wake up, Alan kind of taps you on the shoulder to wake you up. And um, I'm going to need you to roll perception check. Sixteen. Uh, same, same deal. Um, you hear wolves. Um, very clearly, there's, there's a, there's a pack of them roaming, roaming throughout the mountains, uh, hunting. Just existing. Uh, none of them ever get close enough for you to ever see them, or really even like hear them to where they're like right on top of you. Uh, but they're. They're definitely around, um, but second watch goes without much goes or goes off without much issue. Okay. As Elka and Vivra wake up, um, Elka, go and roll a perception check since you're the one who's primarily keeping watch. As Vivra goes out and starts gathering, yeah, can I roll a disadvantage because I'm still paying attention, but I'm also yeah, if you. Like, if you want to impose disadvantage on yourself, that's perfectly fine. Uh, I rolled a 14. 14 and 11. Uh, Weaver, you're pretty... Two. Yeah, two on the roll sucks. Uh, <laughs> but however, okay, you do hear the howling, and Weaver, you do hear the howling as well, uh, slowly start to dissipate as, as the uh late or as the early early morning starts to settle in and uh 
the wind starts to pick up. You no longer hear the howls, whether the howls are being, um, I get like blocked out by the wind that's starting to pick up, or they're just bedding down for the morning. Um, you no longer hear the howls of the wolves. Uh, Vivra, as you go and try to gather around the mountainside, you've never been, you've never really been, uh, done much mountain travel. Uh, maybe the occasional, like, high plateau, uh, in the desert, but nothing too, uh, you've, actually, no, you did grow up around a mountain range. However, the mountain range wasn't exactly this type of mountain range. Yes, uh, yeah. you grew up around a desert mountain range, uh, being the, um, the Hunt Bell Mountains, uh, there in the Sabbath Desert. Um, but you never really wandered too far deep into those mountains, just given the fact that you were a younger person then. And, uh... To be, to be fair, I still am now. You but... are, but... We're talking, like... <laughs> a baby. We're talking, like, should, shouldn't go anywhere without parental supervision type of young. Um... Fair. These mountains are different. Uh, they're a mixture of green and, like, dark stone. Um, but uh, you have... Make a... I'm going to say make a survival check to see... Uh, just for gathering. Oops. I I'll just take the 14. 14, roll d6. Ugh. Okay. After some looking around and uh, perusing the local uh, the local vegetation, you are able to find uh, freshly grown onions. They're uh, wild. They're wild onions. They're quite large, actually. Uh, they are bulbous uh, onions, and as you dig them up, you're able to get. Four really nice sized they almost look like white onions um, but they're dirty and uh, they're able to pull them up and they smell very pungent um, but yeah you're able to find those uh, in the morning uh, Elka uh -huh. with, with your 14 you watch Weaver disappear over the over the ridge as he's looking for vegetables and whatnot. You think you're being perceptive. However, you do not notice a creeping uh, figure, we'll call it, that is within eyeshot of you. Um... Is it Thaddeus? No. You notice after taking some time, and unfortunately you're with a 14, it takes you a bit of time to spot out the creeping four-legged creature that is climbing down the mountain range that's about 60 feet above you. Um, as you look up at it, you notice stout or like stout muscular figure uh on four legs and as you kind of like grab your put your hands on your rapiers to get ready for anything you peer and look 
and you see curved horns uh, on top of its head. You see white fur, and as you look at it, it's a mountain goat. Wandering its way down very uh, quietly uh, and just kind of like checking out the camp and like just a curious goat. Um, And as you look behind it, you notice two little baby white goats following behind. I'm going to pull some like some of my vegetables that I have stowed away, um, Mm -hmm. like lettuce or, or something to feed them. Okay. They you th- uh you you attempt to feed are you trying to are you just going to throw them out at them or are you going to I'm just going to like toss it nearby. I roll an animal handling check for the shits and giggles. I rolled a 1. A natural 1. <laughs> uh you throw the vegetables at the goats and they uh the mama goat perceives it as a threat. And uh, forces her babies to run up the mountain quickly as she, like, sits there and stamps her foot at you and blows her nose at you. And steam comes out of her nose in the early morning light. Uh, And then she kind of, like, sniffs and smells at their vegetables. Looks Looks down at them. Picks them up. uh, Picks up. Say it's a carrot. Picks up the carrot with it in its mouth, looks at you, spits it out back down the mountain, and then turns around and goes up the mountain. And then I murder the goat from its me. No, I'm kidding. Yes, and then we can raise the little baby goats as as pack goats. <laughs> you guys are. It's all coming together. You guys are. Uh, Elka's gonna like. Stick her tongue out at the goat. Dennis starts uh, laughing in donkey. <laughs> I forgot about Dennis. <laughs> yeah. He, he, he just starts making some like, obnoxious donkey noises. <laughs> Elka's gonna look over and be like, if you keep being that loud, you're gonna wake everyone up. <laughs> uh, Dennis just looks at you and just goes, just, just lets out the biggest, like, donkey scream ever. Like teeth bearing, and Ori just kind of peeks his head out the, the uh, the tent like, De- Dennis, hush. Elka's gonna throw a carrot, and in Dennis's general direction, not aiming for Dennis, but it, like as a as a both a peace offering and a shut the fuck up offering. Make an animal handling check. God. <laughs> Fifteen. Dennis just like stares at you his large marble black beady eyes if a donkey could squint he would he just looks you down and up and slowly walks up and grabs the carrot and (laughs) walks away not because he wanted to she's gonna uh, shout you're welcome just like that Dennis poops. Oh, thanks, Dennis. <laughs> I'm not cleaning up after him. Um, you guys, you guys armed me with a donkey. I'm, I'm, I'm all about this shit. Um, literally. Yeah. Yeah. Apparently. So, 
uh, long rest is had. All of you wake up from from your uh, from your sleep, feeling fairly rested in the in the brisk cold morning. We were able to wander back and start making breakfast. Um, make a we're gonna say roll d twenty. I'm curious. Who's rolling a d20? Weaver. Three. You're able to make palatable breakfast. You're you. Uh, however, the, that roll is for potential 10 hit points. Fair. And uh, no 10 point hit points are gained for the day. Uh, but uh, all of you sit down for breakfast. Elka eating your primarily vegetarian diet. Actually, all vegetarian diet at this I'm like, point. Not primarily, like it's all. all it's all veg. Is it, is it is it vegan or is it vegetarian? Like, are you down to still like do like drink milk or stuff, something like that? Yeah, I don't see why not. Okay, just the for lore, you know. Yeah, I mean, because I don't think I don't think rabbits are obligate carnivores, but I can't imagine them not eating cheese. Yeah, I think they're. I think they are technically. They're omnivores, but they don't eat meat. If that makes sense. I don't know how. I don't know what the natural term is for that. Like Apparently, the, rabbits are not built to consume uh, lactose. Oh well, I mean, this is fantasy, so. Right, right. We're just gonna. Assume, I'm just gonna go with. I'll, I'm gonna go with vegetarian. Not I'm not that pretentious. It looks like uh, it looks like you have a you have a parrot on your shoulder there. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> that's pretty normal. That's that's good old, like good old Murdoch. Um, I feel like we could have a, have a full compilation of just Murdoch just doing Murdoch doing doing things. <laughs> what is he? <laughs> Trying to find a seat apparently. Falling off of my back and oh, just hanging out, puppy dog. Yeah. He's uh, so starved of attention, right? He, so lonely. He has to be. He has to be like inside your skin, like that's he, just that's the level of attention about, he needs. Just about. I took a work meeting the other day where I'm only out. I was only on like the front three inches of my chair, if that, <laughs> because he was sitting on the chair behind me. That's and funny. I couldn't pick him up and throw him away because I felt bad <laughs> so basically what you're doing right now pretty much yeah. fair enough anyways breakfast is made all of you sit down for a nice nice breakfast uh an okay breakfast an okay breakfast it's well he's a uh, weaver's a little rusty it's been uh been a few days since he's had to you know cook breakfast i guess um but you do travel on during the day. Ori will drill a survival check, which he is knocking out of the park right now. Uh, with a 21. So Ori is able to guide you on the path as it starts to get much more uh, rocky and much more mountainous. Uh, Weaver, make a perception check. And if anybody else wants to keep an eye out for bad things, you can make a perception check. That's a much better roll than the two you had yeah, from the day prior. So. Yeah, I rolled a 12. 12? Okay. Um, 
traveling during the day, you uh, with Ori guiding you and where where to where to put your feet, the mountain path starts to get thin. Uh, the the road no, is no longer a road, uh, and it's barely wide enough to bring like a small cart up the path, um, and that width of that path suddenly turns into like a wide enough foot path to have like two people walking side by side and it persists on that for a majority of the day of uh, weaver you with your 21 you do start to hear rumbling uh in the earth uh you hear almost like a almost like an earthquake but it's not quite as powerful uh you do hear and you do look up and you do see uh, in time, so it doesn't surprise you, and it will lower the DC, but you do see a rockfall starting to come down from the mountain, and it's slowly starting to pick up pace, and it, these are not just rocks. There's a, it's not just a rock. It's a boulder. Um, uh, oh, it's backwards, but uh, okay. It's not just a boulder, it's a rock. Yeah. Anyways, uh, wow. Sorry. I can't believe you don't know getting, SpongeBob. getting my SpongeBob wrong. Um, but either way, uh, the rocks are starting to fall. I'd like everybody to make a dexterity saving throw. I was uh, going to say, as soon as I noticed that I'm calling out, I forgot to flip my spells around. But I'm not going to do it now I'm because I would have. Scroll two sixteens. Oh yeah. Okay. Nice. Weaver's dead. Yup. Ah, we'll, we'll find out. What does Alan's deck save? Oh well, Alan's is pretty good. Uh, Ori and Alan are both both dive out of the way. Um. Oh boy. Wow, everyone's doing great. Oh no. Right. Uh. Are we are we all gonna die? Is this how the party ends? I need a roll from Beep and not Zane. With a, not with a big bad evil guy, but with some with some rocks. <laughs> rocks fall, party dies. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, I need. And a, we all wake up in town after having a horribly bad dream. I still need a deck <laughs> save from uh, from uh, Zane and Beep. Both of you are either not here or muted. Sorry. Oh, I my bad. I didn't hear my name. Our deck save for both of you, please. 21. 21. Nice. Okay. Uh, same as uh, Alan rolled a 22, and uh, Ori rolled a 21, actually. Uh, so Alan, Ori, and uh, Alan, Ori, Zane, and Beep, you're all able to look up. And uh, and actually Thaddeus as well. You're all able to. And Elka, I didn't see the thirteen. Oh, um, so everybody but Alara and Vivra, uh, the person who noticed the rocks. Uh, I was too busy warning everybody. As you go That's to funny. like get out of the way, you get smacked in the face by a rock. Uh, so does uh, El oh boy, Alara. Um, Oh boy. Okay. Uh, high or low? I'm gonna go with, uh, let's just say, uh, yeah. 
Bingo, high or low? Oh boy. I am feeling high today. I wish I was high. Likewise. Okay. This should be fun. Where are my d6s? Oh, you failed. Oh, that's oh. not a good. That, that's not good. <laughs> okay. Um, Weaver, you get hit in the head, and from the falling rock, uh, you take. Uh, 17 points of bludgeoning damage. Oh, that's not too bad. As you get hit in the face. Uh, and you're able you're able to steady yourself. However, Alara being on top of Ori, Ori jumps out of the way, but Alara gets hit mid-jump off his head by a rock probably about the size of her. Uh, which, Alara also takes 17 points of bludgeoning damage. However, you look around and there's no Alara. Oh no. Uh you look and she is uh Alara, I'm gonna need Alara to make a dexterity saving throw now. Uh or sorry, not dex save, uh acrobatics check. Natural twenty. Ooh. Nice. Uh, Alara, you're able to Alright, baby Yoda. <laughs> you're able you're <laughs> you're able to collect yourself just in time to grab onto a on a small rock like a uh, rock surface that is about 15 feet down the ledge that you just got knocked off of um and you're now hanging on for dear life uh all of you look down you just see alara holding on little stubby pink hands and all just trying to hang on to this cliff what do you guys want to try to do uh, is there anywhere um, I can, like, hop down to grab her? Any, I, like... I, I, no, it's I mean, it's a sheer cliff as you look down. I will beat you to it and cast uh, Grasping Vine. Okay. Uh, which I think uh, Alara oh, would probably oh, elect to fail. I've got magic. Um, but as, as you cast Grasping Vine, you do grab her. And you bring her calmly up to the surface, no problem. I've hardly spoken this entire session, and the whole time, all you heard was Alara going, what? like, fucking toad, like, the entire time. It's funny, it was too high for your mic to yeah. pick up, so you just cut out. <laughs> that, that, that was what it was. <laughs> it was too high for our ears to even comprehend. Just a feral goblin girl, just fighting for her life. Oh, just a dog whistle. Ori stands up and panics when he realizes that uh, Alara is gone. And as he sees her being guided up, he just grabs her and gives her a big hug, like, are you okay? I'm tired of this, boss. <laughs> what if tuning bang? Uh, There's a meme D&D group. It's tuning bang! Uh, I don't Alan will cast Cure Wounds at second level on both of you. That's... How much is that, healing? Uh, I'll tell you in a moment. Um, it's 2d8 plus 6, so that's... Uh... Uh, Alara, you get healed 13 points. And uh, Vivra, you get healed... 
19 points, so you're back to full. Um, after collecting yourself and realizing that rock falls are a definite danger, uh, you, you will have advantage on looking out for them if they do happen to happen. Uh, now that you know that they're a thing. Um, but you continue on this the tighter woven path around the mountain, uh, and eventually with, with Ori's uh, survival check, uh, you are able to find a nice uh, like cave that's in the side of the hill that has very clearly been used uh, in the past by other mountaineers uh, that have made their way up the mountain on this path. Uh, but you all camp uh, for the night. Is, is there anything you guys want to do before going to sleep? Can I investigate the cave for any leftover goodies? Sure. Roll an investigation check. Fifteen. Fifteen. Uh, there's firewood. And uh, you do find like a uh, an old flint and steel that has been left behind by either someone who uh, who forgot it or is just leaving it for other travelers on the mountain path. Um, after looking farther into the cave, uh, you do notice, uh, although you're not really looking for them, you do get surprised by bats that have made that have made uh made the mount uh, made the mountain cave their home uh but they they fly out and swoop down at your at your ears and uh but they miss and they continue on and fly out the cave um as you look deeper into the cave it's it's a fairly shallow cave um you do find with the 15 a small hand axe that. All right, I'll just bring that to the front. Uh, I'll probably leave it there for other travelers. Very clearly been used to cut wood and maybe protect, protect someone in the past, but... Uh... I'll just make it a little more um, accessible to the next person. Okay. So you grab that, and uh, at this point, Alan has uh, taken out some uh, firewood out of his bag and put together a, uh, a fire... And uh, he just kind of looks at everyone. <coughs> oh, God, sorry. Yes, he coughs because he's a smoker. Um, he uh, he just looks at all of you. Well, uh, I am prepared for this journey. I did grab some firewood on my way back from my hut, so. Well, that's good. I'll probably just leave all of this here then for either us on the way back or someone else on the way up. Sounds good to me as he uh, hits uh, hit, hits the campfire with the produced flame and starts the fire. Uh, who wants to do watch? I, I glare at Alan. That's my job. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, I'll do third. I'm kidding. Uh, I'm kidding. I'll do last watch again. Okay. Alan will do first watch. Thaddeus will do second. Alka's very much a morning person. Um, okay. Uh, Alan will take solo watch then. Not very well. 
me or death? That's a natural two, but he does have plus 12 to perception, so. Uh, well, he watches us die. <laughs> so, 14. Um, his watch goes off without much issue to his knowledge. Um, he doesn't hear anything. Uh, Weaver, you don't notice the wolves howling tonight. Uh, as uh, as you go to bed. Uh, and Alan actually spends a lot of time trying to decode the map and attempting to um, translate to the best of his ability dwarvish runes, which are not his specialty. But in this case, he, you, uh, Weavra, since you're the only one with a passive perception high enough to beat his, uh, his stealth, uh, you hear him say, aha, that's what that meant. So. I just kind of let that go. Yeah. Um, but he walks into the tent and wakes you up, Thaddeus, for your watch. And uh, his watch so far goes off without any issue. Um, go ahead and roll a perception check for me, Thaddeus. Well, I thought you said my watch was good. All right. No, his, Alan's watch was good. You, oh, you haven't okay. rolled yet. Seven. And Thaddeus is dead. Um, He's the, uh, the knight of shitty perception checks from the sound of it. Yeah. Uh, okay. I actually, wait, wait. Thaddeus rolled a two. Alan rolled a two. What is happening? I rolled a two. You twice. you rolled a two twice as well. Time. Yeah, like that's all. You can only get one number worse, guys. Um, Thaddeus, you're kind of dozing yes. off. Uh, during your uh, during your watch, it's not that not that you're not trying to be perceptive. It's just that you're not quite used to mountaineering, and it does. Uh, does hit your body a little bit harder than you expected. Uh, plus, sipping on some booze at higher elevations is making you be a little bit less perceptive. Uh, oh, what am I not, saying? Not that drunk. Okay. <laughs> you immediately feel lightheaded, though, because even just sipping on, you know, on whatever you have in your, your alchemy jug right now, um, it the difference in elevation is very plain to feel. Um, but. Expanding, so I'm drinking more. <laughs> as you kind of go to nod off and go to catch yourself, you blink your eyes and standing at the foot of the cave, you notice a creature. Uh, you hear this low grumbled growl coming from the mouth of the cave and as you look a flash of a flash of lightning cracks uh cracks down and rain starts and you hear thunder start to erupt uh through the uh through the cave This outside the cave? Outside the cave. Stumped. It's starting to rain, and every flash of lightning 
you see a visage of this creature. And it's just standing there, looking over over the camp. Make a perception check. Uh, another perception check, as you've now gotten a full view of this creature. That's the one worse I'm talking about. Um, oh, Jesus You've not Christ. got a better view of the creature. <laughs> you... Think this is an illusion, a, a drunken, a, a, an alcohol-fueled illusion. As you kind of like look at it, you're like, just trying to really, really look it up and down. Uh, you blink your eyes, and all of a sudden, the creature is no longer in the mouth of the cave, and it's up in front of you, just like uh, your kitty cat is. Um, thank, thank you for the prop. I don't know which cat that is. This is Twister. Twister. Thank you, Twister, for the for for the uh, excellent uh, illustration of what this is like. Oh, no problem. I want my royalties. <laughs> um, standing in front of you is a wolf-like creature. Uh, it's kind of like not baring its teeth at you. It doesn't seem aggressive. It seems more curious than anything. But it's kind of like looking at you and sniffing. Uh, you now realize that this is not an illusion. Um, and this is a real thing. Uh, make a... Hold on. Is it a intelligence saving throw or a wisdom saving throw? It's a wisdom saving throw. Make a wisdom saving throw, Thaddeus. But a tail was up. How about a tail saving throw? Seventeen. Wow. Okay. For you, that's fantastic. Um, yeah. Battle, baby. Battle. Uh, you're able to. It, you're able to stare at it, and you do not feel feared as you look at it. You're able to. You've seen scarier things. This looks almost like a. Um the wrong button. This looks like a wolf. Um, but it's fur, it's fur is pitch black. Um, the tips of its fur, almost like the outline of its body is like a dark purple. Um, and has streaks of what look to be like lightning bolts making out of its fur in its eyes, around its eyes. And it just kind of like looks at you and like sniffs you Make an animal handling check for me. That's this is going about as well as I thought it would. Um, it sniffs you. It smells the booze and does not like the smell. Uh, it kind of like puts its head down and looks at you and as you look into its eyes its eyes are a deep dark like purple uh and they're glowing and uh you start to see feel energy crackle like crack off of its body and you feel like a rush of thunderous energy uh uh fill the air um weaver you do with your passive perception you feel this thunderous energy uh, starting to light up. And I believe Alan's would as well. 
Um, okay, that answers my question. <laughs> uh, Alan will immediately wake up, but he won't peek his head out of the, out of the tent yet. Uh, Thaddeus, you're not afraid of this creature. However, the creature's mannerisms have now gone from curiosity to defensive in a way that's it's not trying to be threatening to you but it's trying to it doesn't quite enjoy your company as much as it may have thought it would uh and it's starting to like circle back towards the mouth of the cave uh at this point uh can i roll a history check and see if i know what the hell this is yeah actually you're one of the few people in this party that could yeah 10 You've heard various legends uh, about creatures that live within the mountains of Sylvania that uh, are almost seen as deities uh, in some way. Um, you would also know just from being shown a flyer from Elka that there's a there's a quest currently with the Adventures Guild to attempt to find any evidence of the existence of what's considered the Thunder Beast of the Onacaris Mountains. And that kind of hits you, hits your mind first before anything. Um, God damn it! Now I'm not sober. Now I'm sober. Uh, at this point, Alan will like slowly peek Elka. his head out. Elka. Elka. How how loud are you being? Try not to scare the shit out of this thing, but um, like I don't know I how it, how close I would be. You'd be you it'd be within talking distance that, like if you heard your name, you're a light enough sleeper that you could probably hear him. Uh, it just depends on how much you want to sleep. I'm gonna. I mean, I'll, she'll wake up because she knows she's next in uh, for watch, but it also doesn't feel like she's had as much sleep as she normally does. Uh, what is it, Thaddeus? Um, look at it. The big. It's the front of the cave. It. It's starting to do like, like right in front of you, bro. It's like starting to figurates at the mouth of the cave, like looking in at your camp, like more defensive and curious now that it hears more voices inside the cave. Hey, can I see it from where I'm at? Uh, yeah, it's very easy to see. Uh, okay. It's glowing purple at this point. Okay, Alka is gonna look over at the cave and see it, and immediately be wide awake and be like, "Uh, is that a wolf? What uh, is that?" Thunder cracks down from outside. I'm getting ready to cast a spell. You're you're gonna cast a spell. I I'm getting ready if I see a uh, any sort of aggressive motion uh, it's not necessarily aggressive and, and you're a pretty good judge of, of wild animals um mm. it's yeah no the, it's defensive if, if i see if i see an aggressive movement i am casting a spell so it it is defensive in the in the fact that you are a bunch of humanoids and it's more it's it's kind of like a the best way i could describe it is that you almost you almost get like a a teenage like curiosity from it um but it knows it, that remark. 
it, but it knows it needs to be defensive. Um, oh, it's Matt Getz date. Stop it. Sorry. Uh, it, it needs, it, but it knows it needs to be semi-defensive and it's making kind of like a, like, it, it almost looks like it can't make up its mind. And it's not like actively growling or angry or like looking like it wants to attack, but it is flaring up a, a purple energy from its body. And you do notice every time thunder erupts and a flash of lightning happens, you notice its body glow brighter every time it does with that energy. Hey, buddy. Uh, hi, come over here. You already rolled a three with an animal handling check. It's ignoring you. Uh, Elka is going to look over at um, Libra and say, do you have any raw meat to give it? Maybe we can at least try to capture it. I'll go ahead and reach into my uh, bag. I don't know. I have to admit, I think I stopped keeping track of the uh, ridiculous meats in the bag. Um, we'll just say you, you keep you you keep a stock. I, I, I have I have forty pounds of harpy meat still in my inventory. So there you go. I'm gonna pull out some cheese. <laughs> Don't give the wild animals cheese. Alara wakes up from the dead. Can <laughs> <laughs> I hear cheese? Um, Alan kind of peeks his head out. Oh, that's a pretty creature. And he'll just kind of like, you know, in, in his in his Alan like way, he's just gonna kind of like stand up and like very nonchalantly walk up and, like, sit down near the fire. Do you have any idea what this thing is? This one does not. Elka's gonna pull out the flyer for the Thunder Beast uh, and say, I believe it might be this, or perhaps a juvenile one. Oh. Well, there's an idea. And Alan will, uh, since he can speak with animals, which I think Weaver can as well. I can, but I don't have the spell prepared. Yeah, Alan can just talk with animals. It's a, it's an innate ability of his. Uh, he will look at it and say, "Ah, uh, friend, uh, we mean you no harm, at least to my knowledge." Uh, well, who are you and do you need anything and uh, you will see the creature kind of like look curiously at Alan and then like quietly walk up kind of like a like a stray dog that wants to be friends but is too uh, too a little bit cautious um, and it kind of like walks up and like looks at Alan and you hear like tiny little like uh, vocalizations, like whimpers, uh, coming from its uh, coming from its mouth. And Alan's like, "Ah, oh, let's, let's see. Well, we're uh, we're just traveling through, and uh, meaning no harm. Uh, 
Is there... I'm going to ask you, is there anything you need, or are you just uh, here out of curiosity? And you'll see it kind of, like, shake its head, like uh, like a dog shaking uh, shaking out its coat, of uh, or shaking out its fur from being wet. And it shakes its head kind of like in a no pattern. Uh, or do you, do you mean us any harm? And it does the same, like, no, sh shake. Uh, well, uh, is this you? And he'll point to the flyer of, like, the picture of the, of the beast. And it'll kind of look a little confused. And, uh, kind of, like, paw at the ground. Uh, and then slowly turn around, do another circle to the front of the cave. And just look abundantly curious, but also, like, you immediately get the sense that it might feel like it's overextended its welcome. And you do see it starting to get closer to the mouth of the cave. And Alan, Alan says, well, I understand you have a, you have a job to do. Well, if you ever see us around and you want to stop in for um. a... Elka is going to, like, is, is Alan uh, relaying this back to us? No, he's not saying a word to you guys. He's just having a conversation with this creature. Okay. Elka's just going to look at uh, Alan very quickly and say, we're not going to bring it in and we can probably just give them some. Actually, if we could take some of its fur, we can tell them we found it somewhere else so that they don't come over here looking for him. Well, I can certainly ask him that. Friend, uh, before you go, there's there's a group uh, down in the town that uh, is looking for any evidence of your existence. Uh, I know that it's probably not ideal for them to know where you are, who you are, what, what you are. But is there any way we can get a little bit of your fur, or maybe a, I don't know, some sort of evidence that they could use, and then we can, I don't know, maybe maybe put them on, give them uh, give them hope that you actually exist, but get, make them aware that you actually exist, and but then send them on a different direction so that way they don't know where you are. Or, and you see the creature kind of like tilt its head a little bit, like a dog tilting its head. Alan is going to roll an animal handling check with advantage. God, I love Alan. You guys, you guys earned it with a roll to have him come with. So congratulations. Uh, yeah. That's a 27 on the animal handling check. Did that, did Murdoch just like straight take that out of your mouth? Yes. <laughs> he, he, I, I was trying to get him to sit on my lap to take it out of my mouth, but. He just jumped up and grabbed that shit. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> Speaking of dockets, um, but the creature will kind of look quietly at Alan and 
gesture its head for Alan, and Alan will stand up and walk towards it with his hand out. And uh, he will put his hand on the creature. And you'll, you'll as Alan puts his hand on the creature, you'll see all the hair on Alan, which Alan is a fairly furry guy. Uh, <laughs> you'll see all the hair on Alan stand up as it's as if it's being charged with electrical energy. Um, and he will take out a small little uh, bit of shears that he has, and he will cut a tiny piece of fur off of this creature, and uh, he will immediately put it in a little leather pouch, and he will just kind of like pat it on the neck and say, "Don't worry, friend. I'll make sure that they uh, don't don't ever find you." But I appreciate this gesture. I'll go ahead and uh, give the creature hold out for the creature uh, the big old honk of uh, uh, harpy meat that I have. Roll an animal handling check. Oh boy. Because we all know how well those have gone for me in the past. <laughs> Twelve. It will... Look at Alan, look at you, look at Alan again, and Alan will just kind of like shrug his shoulders. It's there if you want it. It's, uh, you know, everybody's got to eat. And the creature will slowly I, walk up. And I was going to say, I'll, I'll toss it if it looks not comfortable with coming up to me. It will slowly walk up and it will like kind of do like a, like a, like a, like a serpentine pattern making its way up there and then stop and he'll, he'll sniff the meat look at you sniff it again and then pick up the the whole chunk of meat in its mouth and as you look at this creature as it opens up its mouth it's large <laughs> uh, biggest dog for sure you've ever seen in your life um, and but the scary thing is, is that you can tell, Libra, based off of the fur it has on its body as you look closer, its fur looks a lot softer than uh, than it should. And you maybe get the sense that this isn't a fully grown animal. But it pick, picks up the meat and kind of like nods its head at you and like puts its head down and then turns around and walks and like stops at Alan and also gives a little nod bow nod and then will as, with a crack of thunder jump out and disappear into the night I should probably be thankful it ignored the bunny Alan will walk up and just say Whew, well that was an experience uh, Elko will pull out like a little bit of uh, rope or something to tie up the bunch of fur. Oh, Alan's already put in a tiny little leather pouch for you. Oh, perfect. Uh, so then he... she'll just tie that, tie the flyer to that then, to the bag. Uh, it's not every day that you get to meet a uh, a spirit guardian of a mountain. But apparently that's basically what the, that thing is. Said it meant no harm to us. It was just curious what we were doing since we were the first uh, 
were the first two-legged people it's seen up on this mountain in a long time. And, uh, or two-legged creatures, I suppose. But just to be clear, it wasn't uh, the the stuff I'm drinking that made me see this. It was real? As, as real as one could get, as he points at this hair still standing up on his body. Uh, Oka's gonna look at Thaddeus and be like, how are you still awake? It's my turn to be awake. Looks like you're trying very hard to not be awake. How about you go to sleep and I will finish your watch as well as mine. That sounds like a pretty great idea. Okay. I, you will take a point of exhaustion if you decide to do that. How many how many extra hours am I losing? Another you're you're losing uh you'll get the long rest. But, uh, but I'll take the exhaustion. But the exhaustion, yeah. The rest of the watch. Yeah, Zane, uh, Zane just fucking ignores everything that's happening and peeks his head out afterwards. <laughs> so yeah, if you want to take the rest of the watch, I'll. I mean, I'll I'll do that. I'll take the exhaustion so that Thaddeus can sleep because he's probably gonna pass out anyway, and it's better to have. If, if only I'm the one exhausted, then it's fine. Alan will look at all of you who's awake. Uh, I'm gold be damned. We can earn gold some other way. I, uh, I don't feel comfortable pointing anybody in the right direction to that creature. Well, they agrees. just wanted information or evidence. Perhaps we found this on a tree on the other side of the mountain. I like the way you think. Well. I hate, I hate to say this, but as scary as it was, it was magnificent. It was. And uh, it was just a youngin. It said it's a... Uh, Honestly, it, don't think mankind could, or our kind, could handle and take the responsibility without killing the damn thing. I tend to agree, and the way it was talking, it said that it was the new, newest uh, in, in a generation of protectors of this mountain range, and uh, said that it's still growing, and was just uh, worried that we were bad people, so, but seems we convinced it otherwise. Good. Hopefully it doesn't come across any actual bad people. Good thing Ori was still sleeping. <laughs> right. I've I I, I rolled a higher I rolled a higher low to see if he'd wake up. Um But uh Alan will just kinda look at all you Well, I'm gonna go back to sleep. Uh Anyways, and he will uh, tuck back into the tent. Um, but second watch goes by. The rest of the second watch goes by without much issue, Elka. Um, right. But now can I have you roll a perception check? Yeah. Is there a place for me to put exhaustion on my, um, my condition? I, 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 will, I will insist that you sleep when I take third watch. Oh, okay. Yeah, you could avoid the exhaustion that way. Yeah. Yep. 
Uh, I rolled a nine. Doing great. I didn't roll a two, at least. You are quite tired. Um, I, I heard that. You you look out and you Weaver at this point. You can uh, you can roll perception check as well. There we go. Weaver gestures you to go to sleep. <laughs> and if you want to, you can. I will not argue. Okay. Um, but Weaver, are you gonna go? Are are you gonna go scavenge for any sort of mountainside veggies? Or are you gonna or? I am just gonna make breakfast with what I have. Um, and since I'm the only one taking watch, watch is priority. So okay. the food probably won't be as good this morning. But... Nah, you can roll with you, roll a uh, roll d twenty with disadvantage. I can for, help him look for stuff for breakfast for brekkie. Well, that's. I don't think that's worth the way I thought it did. No, it just took the one, so... Oh, gotcha. Um, not bad. 14. Um, it doesn't gain any... Uh, it's the, the threshold is 15. So, hmm. it doesn't gain any temporary hit points. Um, but... Doesn't uh, suck, <laughs> but it's quite good. Uh, and with Zane waking up earlier to help you find uh, any uh, any veggies or any any mountainside things, I mean, we'll just say because you both are awake. Um, you can't quite find any vegetables. However, you do find uh, some mountainside uh, cave dwelling mushrooms that are uh you immediately check to see if they're poisonous and with your with with your ability to sniff out poison specifically in food it's pretty easy um and you find out that these are edible and uh they kind of look like um if there's any sort of doubt i will ritual cats purify food and drink on them uh, yeah i mean if you want to just make that a staple of, yeah. I mean, yeah, ritually casting that is perfectly fine. Um, so, yeah, you ritually cast that, and uh, it, everything's fine. They kind of look like um, they're tiny little gold mushrooms. Um, and they, they're quite easy to cut, quite easy to cook, and they smell amazing when you cook them. With a, with a 14 in cooking... Uh, you did quite well for breakfast, and uh, all of you wake up for a nice mushroom-based breakfast. Um, and yeah, I have some mushrooms. Um, but the the rest of the day is yours. We will. Uh, I'm gonna say we're we're getting close to where I want to end it, but uh, let's just say for the third day of travel. Maybe get you guys to... We'll see if anything interrupts you on your last bit of travel to Elecan. Ori, with the survival check. Man, he's rolling... Rolling great tonight. Um, that's a... 19. Okay. 
Ori guides you up a eventually becomes a single purse single file line uh, mountain path uh, and eventually you do make it up to what seems to be a plateau uh, about three hours into the journey and as you make it up to this plateau along this cliffside you look down into what looks to be a um, it looks like a town Vivra, it's it's a good two miles still away, um, but you can see it down. What looks to be sitting in the sitting in a bowl of like a valley, a, a bowl of a valley uh, in this mountain range. Um, with your eyesight and with Alan's eyesight, you both can kind of see that the town might not be a town anymore. Uh, you do see rubble, and you do see. Uh, It's hard to tell. It, it, you do see what look like structures, and but you can't see any people from up here. But you continue on. Um, I'm gonna need one of you to make a perception check, or anybody wants to make a perception check. Uh, that's fine. Crushed it. <laughs> you do notice walking along the path at this point. It, it does widen as you start to descend. Uh you do notice a graveyard that looks to be a roadside grave that was dug a long time ago. Um, Just a single grave or a... There's, it's what you can see is a... With a 28, yeah. Um, as you walk up, you immediately glance this is a, gra a graveyard or a grave of 13 individuals. Um, and... None, all of them are kind of unmarked. Um, they all have markings, um, but no names on them. And as you look closer, uh, you read Draconic, right, Vivra? I do. You see written in Draconic initials in, on each and one of these uh, little pieces of wood that have been used as grave markers. Um, and you see one that says uh, RS, you see one that says uh, SS, you see one that says uh, TS, and as you go along, every single last initial ends with S except for one. And it ends in a, uh, the last one is a AZ. And uh, you, I, either a bunch of people have last names that start with S or this is a family and why they're written in why it's written in Draconic who knows um, but it's just a roadside grave that seems to be a memorial of some sort uh, and these graves are old probably every bit of 20 to 30 years old if not more <laughs> but you continue on unless you want to do anything at the graves um in it, I'm assuming none of the initials have any meaning. Um, you don't recognize. You only recognize it as draconic, and you recognize as the graves are old. That's about it. Yep. Uh, I will relay that information to everybody else, and that'll be it, as far as I'm concerned. Okay. As you walk along closer, um, all of you smell 
a aroma of like mildew. Um, stale water smells. Um, and as you get closer to what you see now in full view is a a town. Um, you start to see what looks to be a almost like a lake that isn't quite uh, that shouldn't be a lake um, and you see like flowing water coming off of this lake almost like in t small streams but the water just smells like it's been sitting for a while and as you get closer to this town you notice surrounding the town is a stone wall probably 10 feet tall um, nothing too large, just enough to keep a barrier out of wild animals, bandits maybe. Um, you notice that this wall is decrepit and not taken care of. Um, the town has no gate. It's just an open, it just goes straight in via the road. Um, you do smell coal. Like a unburnt coal smell. Uh, and you do kind of look around and you do get the sense that this was a mining town. Uh, you do see mine shafts that are closed off. Uh, you do see the ha another handful of graves outside of the outside of the wall. Uh, five or six graves that are all unmarked. Um, all you see is the mounds dug into the dirt. Uh and the small little markers that were used. Um, as you approach, are you attempting, are you just walking up or are you attempting to be quiet about it? I feel like we would just be walking up like we were going to a say. normal town. Okay. Yeah. Maybe, maybe a little caution considering it seems like it's a ghost town. You can very clearly tell that Dennis is spooked. The donkey. Oh, it's okay, Dennis. Um, he just doesn't quite like the atmosphere. And the as you look up at the skies, it is... Well, it's no longer raining. However, you do hear thunder uh, still kind of echoing through the clouds. Uh, and you walk into the town, and I guess we'll, uh, we'll show you what you see. Cool. Coming in from the southern road here. Um, you see a town in ruin. Uh, how long the town's been in ruin? It's hard to it's hard to tell. Um, but. Uh, you start to take a gander around. Um, I'm going to say... Who would it be in this? Um, let's go with... Alara and Vivra and Alan, being that all three of you are druids. Um... This will be the probably the last roll of the night. Make 
a Arcana check. Lamb. Lamb. Take it. Nice. That's a 19 for Alan. Yeah, but Weaver got a nat 20. I know. I don't need a 19. Weaver. This is where I, I spike my die and do a, like a touchdown dance. <laughs> uh, Weaver. You feel, as a druid, you're very tuned with the natural order of things. You don't feel any life here. You look around. Plants have started to overgrow the house, the houses. But those plants aren't natural. They're almost necrotic. Um, Alan also would feel a with his role, which is a 28 total. He would immediately notice bones, skulls, and skeletons that are thrown all about, spread about. Uh, you all notice, start to notice weapons that are rusted. Uh, some of them rusted with blood. Um... With Ori leading the pack, and I guess Zane also kind of being up there with him, you don't hear anything. However, you do, all of you start to see a little bit of, like, swaying, a natural swaying of all the vines and tree branches. Uh, as creepy as this place is and as dead as this place feels you can't help but feel you're being watched uh, as Ori steps forward to kind of take a look around Weavra standing in the back you notice a skeleton hand crawling on the ground towards him very quietly and you notice it grab Ori's ankle. And Ori immediately reacts and like kind of kicks it off. And he's like, whoa, what the fuck? Um, make a this will be the last roll. Make a perception check, Weira. Good boy. 21. Right. As you walk into this town, behind your shoulder, off to the right, in front of you, behind you. You start to look, and where you couldn't see them at first, a charge of arcane energy hits your face, and a bit of clarity hits you. For the natural 20 on your, uh, on your arcana check, you start to see sets of eyes, glowing eyes, all around and as you look closer you see 10 30 70 100 skeletons just 
wandering through the city quietly, not making a noise. Some of them stopping and staring. None of them making an action towards you. And as Ori kicks off the hand of this skeletal, skeletized hand off of his leg, he goes, oh, what the fuck? As it hits the ground, you notice every single skeleton that is wandering through the town stop and slowly look at all of you. Oh boy. That's where we're on tonight's session. Oh boy. Oh no. Oh boy. <laughs> Yeehaw. We're going to die. It's getting spooky, uh-huh. bitches. <laughs> it's Halloween. It is Halloween, and I haven't had time to write a one shot, so. Do any of us have candy? <laughs> no, no. But I have a way that we might survive this. <laughs> if we if we had candy and could give them candy, would that calm them? Only if they said trick or treat. <laughs> Listen, I have milfs minute meteors. We're good. I'll just I'll just nuke milfs. the whole place. I have a wall of fire no. scroll. I could try no. to stop coming through. You also have a few scrolls of spirit guardians <laughs> that you were given by Yep. That I should I have that? You. Yep. You were you and Zane were given scrolls. A few I have scrolls. scrolls, but uh that's not one of them that I got. Yeah, there's two scrolls of spirit guardians I have it written down. To me? To the whole party. It was you, Alan, and Elka inside his well, shop. I, think I took the scroll of we all got two? Windwalk. I don't remember getting this. I I do. I have it written down I in my notes. Okay, well, I feel like... I mean, if you don't want them, you don't, you, you don't need them. Like... No, I'll take them, but like... I'll let Elka have those two, because I know I got a scroll of Wall of Fire and Windwalk, but I didn't remember getting Spirit Guardian ones, so... Yep, two, two scrolls of Spirit Guardians. Written in my notes. Alright, they're in my inventory now. Okay, Elkasm. Thanks okay. for the three days of travel, so I now have eight total alchemy jugs. Excellent. You're welcome. On that note, I've had a long-ass day today, so I'm going to call it a night. Alrighty. And I'll catch y'all next week. Alright, sounds good, Bye. buddy. Yeah, same here. I'll talk to y'all later. Alright, See you. I'll be back. Bye. Alright friends, that's where we're going to end there. <laughs> All of a sudden, the Lich King shows up. How do you read my mind? <laughs> no. Um, I did have a plan for a, uh, a Halloween sequel to the Halloween one-shot that I did last year, um, which was the uh, the uh, the night before Halloween. Uh, um Jack Skellington, like uh, Nightmare Before Christmas type um, one shot, but I have had absolutely zero time to do any sort of uh, creation for that. So I don't think we're we're not going to run any one shot this year for Halloween. Maybe we'll do one for Christmas as a, as a sequel of that. Maybe we'll do it. Maybe we'll do a Christmas one shot, which should be fun. Um, but yeah, that's uh, unfortunately the Halloween one is uh, not not gonna happen probably. So yeah, it was that was a blast. Uh, I believe Halloween uh, 
Halloween, Halloween lands. Yeah, Halloween lands on a on Tuesday. How about Christmas? Christmas lands on a Monday. So Christmas Eve, if nobody has anything going on, I think we might actually do a Christmas one shot. So that might be fun. Yeah, I mean, hey, it, like life happens, and I'm all about that. Like last week, I, I like it was Sunday morning. I woke up and I felt like death. I could not move my head off my pillow. It was, it was bad. So that's uh, why last week we didn't have a have an episode. But um, and it's also why I haven't done any sort of Baldur's Gate three editing at all. Like I've just literally, I've been. My computer time has been limited to literally, like, the necessities for work. So. Yeah, I appreciate it. It was, uh, I don't know what it was. I, I think it was, it was probably just, like, a, like, out, like, I get bad fall allergies, so I'm assuming it was that had part, you know, partially to do with it, but I'm guessing it was probably, like, just a cold, because I was over it in, like, four days, so. You know, it wasn't like deathbed COVID style sickness. It was just, just ickiness. So, and the one thing that I felt was just like head heavy. So, yeah, but I'm fine now. Everything's good. Um, we'll be, we'll be back next week, Sunday to pick up this, uh, the story and see where the rat bastards go with it. Hopefully we'll have everybody with us and ready to go um and hopefully uh hopefully they'll survive the next branch of the story because i'm i'm very excited about what comes next i've been working a lot on um everything so i i'm excited but anyways corgan my friend thank you for watching as always and everybody else that hopped in here and uh hung out i appreciate it uh we'll be uh be back next sunday uh if you want to if you missed any part of tonight's episode, uh, you can go watch it tomorrow on our YouTube channel, um, uh, where I'll be posting the full upload by 5.30 tomorrow Eastern time. So you want to go check that out. And if you want to catch up with our story, and if you're, and if you're new to the story, um, and this is your first time being here, the link will be down in the uh, the title, or I guess in the cards, um, if you want to go to our YouTube channel and catch up with the story. Um, so... I appreciate you guys hanging out and watching, uh, and I will catch all of you next week. Have a wonderful time. Have a wonderful weekend. And if you have off tomorrow, have a wonderful day off. Uh, I'll catch you guys later. Peace out. Bye.